Okay. Also, there's going to be a static if that's nearby this electronic. Got so, that, yeah, thank you very, yeah, very much. I, I appreciate you. Of course. Um, so I think maybe just for a little bit of context, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can we can say that there isn't much ex- ex- except for the no tons to talk about. But just the you know, as far as. Uh, you know, people like to know who this person is or like how I came or how they came to be sitting down in the seat. Yeah. And uh, more so now than ever, they're just like very weird, very eclectic stories. Mm-hmm. We just happen to know some beautiful people between us. We do. We right. do. They're pretty awesome. Um, and and they've been on the pod before, mm-hmm. just a few times, and yes. we dated. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A long, a long time ago. Yeah, we dated when I was like in my early twenties. Gotcha. So like over ten years ago at gotcha. this point. Yeah. Um, and and then Rachel, her friend Rachel. Mm-hmm. What is her last name now? Do you, uh, are you aware? Colson. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. I might be saying it wrong, but I think it's. I can't remember if there's an I somewhere. If there's an I in there, right? Yeah, it might be like a mm-hmm. like the I might come after the L, like a Cullison Some, or something, something like, like that. something like that. But mm-hmm. it's okay. But Rachel, yes, right. And for love, the people, love both of them you, met both of them at the gym. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. At retro. Oh yeah. When um when Jess was uh, she was she was, a trainer she was training there. Yep. And I didn't know it was Rachel wasn't training there. Right, she, was just, she did towards the end. Okay. I can't remember. She. They're both very, not, very strong, very fantastic women. Yeah. Um, I know Rachel worked there. I can't remember. I don't think she actually got her training cert. Yeah. But I know she worked there. She worked the counter for a while, shortly before COVID hit and threw everybody for a loop. Of course. But um, yeah, we met. I met both of them. Rachel was eighteen. Mm. Um. So we're going on. Five or six years now. Rachel, um, she came on the podcast and then someone reached out afterwards and was like, she seems like a good friend. She is an awesome friend. Like, She's <laughs> so sweet. She would do anything yeah. for anybody. How cool is that compliment, though? It's like you awesome. just like you just listen to someone talk for a couple hours and you're like they seem like I want them to be I'm, my friend like <laughs> how do I get I want them yeah like how do I get in con- like how can I get them in my life like yes. that's awesome yes that's the greatest compliment it ever. is and so the fact that these people were both in your life and then you had followed me I was like I want to speak to her I don't know who she is I don't know what she's got going on but I would I just feel no, like the energy's there I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Every time I get with either one of them, it's a just a blast. Yeah. We just click and can talk about anything and life and both of them, their lives are, I keep up with them on social if I can. I'm mm. trying to see uh, Jess before I head back down home mm. um, if I can. I haven't reached out to Rachel yet, but they are awesome. Yeah. Sweet, genuine 
people mm-hmm. and it's hard to find genuine people i think nowadays that you can really just feel safe with mm, safe mm-hmm. good choice of word why do, why do you use that word in particular because it seemed like you really that was a pointed decision you made to use safe um i think it's i think because a lot of times we hide ourselves when we meet new people. I know I put up a barrier most of the time. Um, I'm very much a wallflower. Yeah. And I will scan a room before I'm like, mm, maybe that person. Yeah. Like, I'm going to maybe. I'm such an introvert. I'm such an introvert. Yeah. I don't want to meet new people, but yeah. I should probably should. And yeah. um, just being in the gym, just they let you just. Kind of have your guard down because mm. they have their guard down. They're, yeah. they're very open people and they give off that open, how are you? Like, can't tell you how many times I'd say, hey, how you doing? They're like, how are you? How is, how is everything going? How is life? And it's just that openness that kind of allows you to open your doors a little bit and, and feel comfortable. That's into what, saying anything. That's what you were uh, remarking on, I guess, right like right before we started, mm-hmm. is you're like, thank you for inviting me. And I'm like, no, thank mm-hmm. you for driving w- way out of your way <laughs> to come sit down with a stranger and yeah. have a conversation. Like, to me, that's the coolest thing. Like, I'm, I'm so thankful that this, I was just, sometimes, like, I'm just sitting around, like, I can't believe this happens. Yeah. Like, it's just so weird. It's just something to be, I, you can't take that for granted. You just, you know yeah. what I mean? It's very, very nice that people decide to come over here and do this. It is. And and you being on the outskirts of, you know, my relationships, like, it's, this is very, very cool. Um, I can't say that enough. So, so thank you for coming here and doing this. Um, well, thank you for the invite, like yeah, I said. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Was, you've, uh, been, you've been very nice. Unexpected, but. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. You've been very nice. Um, So what we were talking about is you saying that, you know, people wanting to ask you the questions, people wanting to know how you are and like what's going on in your life. So, so, so what does the wall usually look like that you, that you put up? Like, what is this? I mean, maybe this is giving away too much too early, but what is the, (laughs) um, what is like level one version of you look like where you're just going to give someone the bare minimum. Is there like a, like a certain persona you try to put on or is it just like a lack of words? <laughs> it might be a mix of both. That's a really good question to ask for somebody to kind of dissect their first impression mm-hmm. per se. Um, So I'll preface it with I never really have the confidence to walk into a room by myself. Mm. Um, I'm a wallflower, so I will scan a room. I think a lot of it's uh, how I was raised. Just be aware of your surroundings. Mm. My dad was prior military. Having brothers and cousins that were very close to me, and you never know what's going to happen if you keep your eyes closed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like. Uh, okay. It's just a matter of who's behind me. Yeah, like, where? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if that's an anxiety thing. It probably is. You never know what's going to happen. I'll tell you what, it, it'll, but it'll save you. It will. Yeah. It will. Um, and all of us growing up now, it's very different, but still the same. Um, first impression, I'm reserved. Um, kind of how when you asked me, I would love to have you on the podcast. I'm like, what do you want to ask me? Yeah. <laughs> do I have anything to offer? Yeah. Very shy. But... Once you get to know, once I get to feel comfortable with you and safe with you, I can't shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, and it sometimes doesn't take that long. It just depends on how I feel around the person, their first impression with me. Mm-hmm. And I try to open up and I'm always warm and I have a smile. At least I try to be. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are like, you have a face. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I try to be so neutral yeah. with my facial expressions, but sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> like, I knew I have that face and that face does not help me That's sometimes. so funny. It just, you just, it, you just show. Yes. You, you're just, you show. I try not to show my, ex- my, expressions but yeah. a lot of times people will be like mm, yeah your rpf is showing oh. I'm like crap I'm like it's, i don't know what to, it's natural i don't know mm. what to do i i but a lot of times that's it's funny because you look like someone that has smiled a lot i try to smile more <clears throat> excuse me i think it's i've caught myself not smiling mm. enough in years past yeah um so i've tried to make an effort to smile as much as I can, so that has to do with this this big move that you took recently. Like yes, you're trying to smile more. I'm trying to smile more. I'm really trying to find my own footing and kind of living on my own this past year. Which come January, it'll be a year of not having a roommate or not living with family. What was the impetus to move? Like, what was the catalyst to move away from Virginia? I mean, I know you want to be close to the water. But, like, that wasn't, like, the thing. It kind of was. Really? I'm such a beach bum. Okay. Like, if I could be close enough to stick my toes in the sand, I'm happy. There's something. So nothing necessarily, like, pissed you off or, like, seemed droning and except for not being near the water. (laughs) Except for that. Um, I mean, droning would be just not being happy in a job that... People hyped up to be benefits, 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 mm. which is, I think, what nowadays kids kind of and people in general get caught up in of, I can't be happy because I don't have these benefits or I'm not, I don't have the stability. <clears throat> Everybody's scared of change because if we leave this safe zone, our circle, our boundaries, our box. We're going to be left like a fish in water mm. in the big old pond and not know anybody. Well, that's also a really cool thing. Mm. And I've kind of always had that mindset. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with, I went to, I went overseas at like 15. Okay. Where'd you go? Spain. Okay. <clears throat> Spain and Morocco. And I was there for about 10 days, Spain 12 and Morocco. days. Gorgeous, beautiful. And man, it opened my eyes. And I've kind of always, that's kind of what fueled, I want to travel the world for for a living. And so mm. when I got stuck in my county job, <laughs> twiddling my thumbs, going to work, yelling at people, my temper's getting really short, <laughs> my 12-mile commute turns into an hour and a half. Like, I can't, like, I, get, I would get anxiety just mm. driving. And, of course, my road rage would never mm. cease to amaze me at times coming to or from work. But it was... It actually stemmed from 
I had talked about moving probably about three years. And the lifestyle down there is a little bit slower. Touristy beach town that still turns into, excuse me, it's a, it's a touristy beach town in the summer. Yeah. In the wintertime, it's the locals come out and play. Yeah. And it's a little bit calmer. Everybody knows where the fun spots are, where the local spots are. Now I've kind of gotten to that, but I have family down there. My older brother lives down there and we had always vacationed in Virginia Beach or the Outer Banks. So rarely did I ever go camping in the mountains, Mm. but I did, but it was always the beach. Mm. And it was June of last year, went on a trip with a friend of mine and some girlfriends. And I kind of vocalized. I'm like, I'm not happy with work. I'm ready to find my own place. She's like, I can tell. I was like, what? She's like, you can see it on your face. You're not happy. Mm. I think at that point, I kind of already hit my pinnacle of, if I don't make a move, I just need to suck it up and live with it. Mm. <clears throat> and... She lives down there. She's like, move down here. We'll help you out. You figure it out. You can stay with us. You're not going to be alone. Not like you moving across the states. And I said, okay. So it was, I went to, we went to Nashville. I think she asked me that question day one. By day two, I had already made the decision. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm on vacation. But I was like, I can't see myself going back. To something that I had already given myself a five-year timeline, and I would stayed three, four years over that. Oh, like, over that. Oh. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting comfortable. I'm getting stuck. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting complacent. And I hate complacency. I hate not having something to kind of work for, although I'm very procrastinator. I'm such a procrastinator when it comes to that. Like... <laughs> I know what it takes to do this. Do I really want to do it? Do I want to do it? Yeah. So it was that little nudge. And she actually asked me, she said, if I'm forcing you into this, you don't want to do it. Tell me. I'm like, no, no, no. That's what I need. I needed somebody to say, just do it. And I think I called my mom that day and said, I'm moving to Virginia Beach. And she said, it's about damn time. Oh, she's always been number one supporter of go out, go do your own thing. I'll be here to support you no matter what. And it took my rest of my family a little bit longer. My dad and my stepmom probably more because they were also county employees, just recently retired. They're like, but the county, it's it's fantastic. Mother Fairfax will do you no wrong if that's what you want to do. And I was like, hmm. That's not what I want to do. It hasn't been for a while. And they're like, okay, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know yet. Where are you going to live? I don't know yet. Well, you have six months to figure it out. I know. And literally two weeks before I moved, I had a job and I had a place to stay. But uh, in that six months, it was not really sitting on my butt. I was moving stuff and telling my boss when I got back from that vacation, it was, I'm not happy. I'm going to move and I'm going to leave at the end of the year. He's like, okay. 
no second words, no nothing. It was very, very supportive. And I was very, very happy about it. And it happened. And I sat down in my own place a week later, took the biggest sigh of relief. And then I went to the beach. And I've, <clears throat> I haven't looked back. And even though my employment status at the present is a little <laughs> up in the air, um, I've had a few people ask me, are you going to move home? And I was like, no. They said, this is home. I'm not going to tuck tail and come running back, even though I can. But what's the point? I still wouldn't be able to afford. I'd still have to live with family or a roommate. Down there, I have my own place. I have my own roots starting. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever see myself sitting for forever. But right now, it's home. Yeah. And so it was, it was definitely eye-opening for somebody to say, take the plunge. Being an introvert and going to this place where you know a couple people. Mm -hmm. A few people, family, yep, friends. Um, how how is and not you said not having the confidence to walk into rooms by mm -hmm. yourself, being a wallflower, you know, scoping the scene out before thinking like maybe you, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'll talk to you. How has that been in, in this year's time of, of finding the local spots, as you say, and, and finally getting these roots in and being able to open up to some degree like how, how was that journey it's been a little bit better i've taken myself on some solo dates okay in the, in the last year of like i and so i've since i've been down there i have a family friend god she's known me since i was five she has a winery down there love her to death she opened my eyes up to bachata style dancing mm. she's like do you want to go dance i'm like i've been here two weeks why not what's that what what kind of dancing what are we club yeah Something else, ballroom, where we go, what's happening? And she said, bachata. I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. It's like salsa. Yeah. And she said, I'm going to introduce you to some really great people in an awesome community. And she wasn't wrong. Like, I have a little bit of dance background, so I picked up on it super fast. I love it. Yeah. And it has opened me up to a great community that has helped me now in my time in need of getting networking and getting my name out there, but also just. You're not alone. Mm. And doing the dancing and going to the new places that it pops up, I kind of have a little bit more confidence of, all right, I don't have to wait for somebody to pull in next to me and then we walk in together, unless I really want to. Mm. I'm slowly getting my confidence, but I'm still such a homebody. Mm. So. Yeah, I feel like dancing would definitely do that. Like a dancing community sounds like fun. Like it a is. group of people that just get out of their head and just move just move i can't tell you how many times i'm just frustrated or bottled up and i go dance and i'll dance for hours and i go home and i'm like all right wow that felt good and i can go to bed i don't always sleep that great but i can go to bed and feel better mm -hmm. like whatever i was worried about in that time frame washed away for a few hours i'll deal with it tomorrow it's still gonna be there tomorrow can't fix it by overnight are you so, just dancing bachata in particular or just like <clears throat> just moving your body? To, moving to my body. Bachata in particular. A little bit of salsa. I'm terrible at salsa. Mm. Um, but I've thought about doing classes and that's a really good way to meet people as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do that probably two, three times a week. Yeah. On top of trying to work out in my home gym and go to the beach and just. Yeah, I remember. Uh, 
you know, when I was dating Jessica, I don't know how, for how long she did it, but she participated in some pole dancing classes. Mm-hmm. And I remember her just saying, like, that was, like, exhilarating. It, I have so many people who are doing that now. I'm like, that would seem cool. Yeah. And so. especially when it comes to confidence. Like, there's something about getting up on a stage and yeah. being able to do some of these fucking acrobatics. Yes. That just gives you yes. a new sense of, like, oh, I'm sexy mm-hmm. and powerful mm-hmm. and... And I can do some shit that I couldn't do a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so you talked about confidence and, and just feeling comfortable and sexy and powerful. A lot of people now have done boudoir photo shoots to do that. And I did that years ago. What, I, what, what are those? A boudoir. boudoir. Yeah. It's like lingerie photo shoots, mm-hmm. um, kind of to your comfort level. Oh, and you do, and you do that mostly for? For you. Oh, just A lot of people you. are like, you can do it for you. You can do couples. A lot of people do them for like bridal photo shoots for oh, their husband. Okay, but okay. I did it for me. I think it was my thirtieth birthday. I was oh, like, I'm gonna wow, do I've this. Never heard of this. And I was like, I'm gonna do this, and I've been putting it off. And you know, why not? Just do it. Did it. Boosted my confidence. That's like cool. tenfold. I was like, all right, I can see myself in a. I see myself in a different light now that I never really saw before. <sighs> Dancing's kind of done that as well, to where. Nobody really discriminates on who they dance with. They adjust if they're better than you or more uh, experienced than you. They'll adjust. They meet you where you they are. They meet you where you're at. And I'm like, I'm terrible at salsa. They're like, that's okay. We'll do the basic step. Awesome. Or teach me something new mm. with bachata. Or let's just do basic step. Let's fine tune something tonight or with just you. And it's, it's really, I keep touching this. It's really not confidence boosting, just I'm losing my word. (laughs) Um, I don't think comforting works. It, It allows you to. Feel your way around, if mm. that makes sense. Okay. Like, okay. I got this. Maybe I need to do it a couple more times. Yeah. Like with anything. Yeah. It's perfect. But having somebody take, have patience with you is uh, something I think a lot of people don't have anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, to, to harken back to the, the beginning point of this is feeling safe with someone. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's exactly yes. what's, what's needed yes. is patience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people just they lose patience, whether it be on the road or, <laughs> Especially up here. you know, or, or not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for sure. We definitely lose patience with people very, very quickly. And yes. I think, you know, when you're, when you're a child, I guess that's when people have the most patience with yes. you and and even that starts to run thin very much <laughs> like so. pretty quickly yeah um i think it's also this day and age we're so used to instant gratification where it's, it takes longer than five minutes where's it at what are we doing <laughs> um i'm on a timeline are we on a timeline though yeah that's the other question i ask myself mm. um either people my age or friends who are older and they're like I'm such and such years old. I should be 
should be. Uh, or we should as a collective mm. in this day and age be better at mm. communication or we should be in this stage of life with whomever we're with or I should have kids by now and god forbid my mother's like look at the time where are my grandchildren I'm like mm. you're gonna get a grand dog before you get a grandkid yeah <laughs> should yeah that word <laughs> should time is interesting mm-hmm. should be this uh-huh. should be like this this should be like it's like mm-hmm. I wonder when we started doing that like what do you mean should be like what does that mean exactly should be according to what like what like according to whose plan yeah like according what metric society. are you looking at yeah mm-hmm. What are you talking about? What crystal yeah. ball did you right. look into? Yes. What do you mean should be? Yeah. And I, I catch myself thinking about that. And I, I had people be like, I should be, I should be here right now. I'm like, but you're giving yourself that timeline. Well, no, not really. I'm like, all right. Society's played a role, but you kept it. You didn't break it. Or you're not moving away from it. You're kind of on one track. And if that's where you want to be, cool that's not change it don't be afraid of the change don't be afraid of getting out of your box you can get out of your box and still keep your circle small regardless of where you should be Mm. or where you think you should be so yeah i think that often when people talk about comparison you know being the the thief of joy yeah they they think about like comparing themselves to other people. But we do often compare ourselves to this hypothetical should be life that we ought to have. And we we certainly get away from the life that we actually have. Mm-hmm. And, and so I as I've gotten older, I've been much slower to to speak on anyone's anyone else's life. And, and to tell them what they ought be grateful for. But I, I, cause I don't know their lives, but I have a creeping suspicion that many people miss out on a lot of the blessings that are taking place currently mm-hmm. because they are looking into this, this crystal ball and thinking about the should be world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I agree with you. Um, I I took jump pretty much smashed my cripple's crystal ball mm-hmm. and said no more to what I'm doing. I'm going to go find my own joy somewhere else. What was it when you went to Spain and Morocco? You said it just like opened your eyes. Do you remember what Culturally. it felt like? Like what it what you, did you see anything in particular that just like blew your mind? Yes. Let alone being able to ride a camel. Okay. Which is awesome. That sounds awesome. I don't awesome. have any pictures because, God forbid, my mother wouldn't let me take her digital camera. Yeah. So I had disposables, one for each day. And then I ended up buying like five or six more because that wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, what opened my eyes for sure was walking in Morocco. Granted, Spain was every bit of amazing but i think what really kind of shocked me was walking in the inner city of morocco and it was the market and your food is separated by maybe three four sheets of newspaper on cobblestone Mm. 
And people are going to take that and they're going to go eat it. It's not like your farmer's market nowadays. It was, <laughs> yeah. we're talking 2006. This is prime time metro bombings. Um, we're five years past 9-11 and things are still very rocky and very, like, maybe a thousand, thousand miles west was where, or more, was where we were at war. Um, and being 15 and kind of seeing, seeing food on the ground, literally, but people having, just going about their day-to-day -day life, like, worried about news, but also just, this is, I got to get food for dinner, and, and we're going to move about our day-to-day -day life. I think that was really, I had to be covered up completely, mm. um, but still kind of the hospitality of, and, and like, oh, you're, you're American, can I speak English to you? Whereas I knew Spanish and I was fairly fluent. I was like, no, no, no. Can I speak Spanish to you? And I didn't know Arabic at the time. Um, I do know a little bit more now, but that was what really opened my eyes was the change in culture and society. And it's not, oh, germs really in having all of these I think customs is the right word to use of this is how we do things. Mm. Well, this is how they do things. Mm. It's so worldly and so different. Um, and for a 15 year old to say that, and I'm like, I'm not worried about the condiments that we have sitting on the table or in the, in the refrigerator. Um, <laughs> we have so much more to be thankful for. Whereas they, are sweeping the dirt out of their dirt-filled home, almost. Mm -hmm. um, it was very different and very eye-opening, and it actually kind of instilled, I want to go see the world as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I kind of did. I, I did that trip, went all over Spain, swam in the Mediterranean, and just all over Spain, it was just people were actually really nice. Regard, excuse me, regardless of a, being an American, it was just oh. your. You treat them with respect; they're going to treat you with respect. Like it's yeah. a different. Where I think is, we were talking about being from the south and di different ways of life, mm. whereas sometimes it's like don't make eye contact, and sometimes mm. that's that's the case. Oh, yeah. But often it's it's a town you have your food and I try to speak Spanish and they're like, no, no, you're, you speak English. They want to practice with you. Yeah. Whereas you want to practice with them. Yeah. It's like, can we do a tit for tat? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. can I tell you what I want to eat and then we'll do English? Like, mm -hmm. but it was, um, it was phenomenal. And I'm planning a trip in the next couple of years for, to go back to Spain as a, as just a, a jump, but definitely coming back. And not being as worried about the minor things that we have or, or don't have, because those are the major things over there. Mm. AC for one. We don't have AC. It's a fan. Or you just open up the door. That's it. And hope a breeze comes And hope by. a breeze comes through. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you many times. I was like, it's so hot. Where's the fan? Where's the AC? Um, 
That is beautiful, huh? Just like a breeze coming through and you blessing that breeze. Yeah. It's just, so, just, it, like, just reveling in it. It makes all the sense in the world that back in the day they would just like pray to all these different gods. Just like, the, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like, I hope the god of the seas just like brings this ship home. Yeah. Just please bring this fucking cargo mm-hmm. ship back. Bring my husband back mm-hmm. from war. Like, please. And then it's hot out. There is no fan. Right. You're just hoping, you're just praying to the god of wind. Yeah. Like, please bring a breeze. Where's, like, my, where's my piece of paper? Yeah. And just. And so every yourself. little thing that happens, you're just like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, my God, thank you again. Oh, mm-hmm. God, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was, um, I loved it. Again, I want to go back. Um, if I can ride a camel again, I would. Yeah. But. What's so cool about riding a camel versus, so have you ever different. been on a horse? I've been on a horse. So I did, what, so I did riding lessons. You're like way up there. Oh, the camel's so much. Oh, yeah. So tall. Uh, <laughs> and um, kind of like how a horse gets down. They they drop down front and then back. Uh, but it's front. Yeah. It's very oh, steep. It's like front and then back. Oh, and boy. just they're like, lean back. I'm like, okay, kind of know how to do this. But it was just so different. It was just like camel's got the big, long neck. And yeah. they're so tall. And it was... It's the next best thing to riding a giraffe, I suppose. Probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. Um, and it was just to to see one, like out yeah. in the wild, I guess, per se. <laughs> not really yeah, in the yeah, wild, yeah. in the wild, yeah. and not behind. But not like, like in, a a zoo. in a zoo. Yeah. Um, yeah, to see that and just like. Oh, shit, actually, that exists. I can pet that. Yeah. I can ride. I, I could sit on. Okay, let's let's do this. All right, and I think I ran the, I rode the single camel. A couple of people were doing doubles. There was a bunch, four or five of them, and it was the biggest memory that sticks out in my head on that trip. A few, aside from a few others, but mm. the fact that I have no pictures yeah. of that incident because yeah. all of my uh, film kind of got blown out of proportion going through the scanners coming home. Oh. So I think out of all, everything I got, I have maybe a hundred. Maybe a hundred decent pictures, yeah. maybe like fifty. I wish so, you have the memories. Though. I have the memories. Yeah, which is, which makes me happy. And they're like, I was like, oh, do you have a picture? No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, that I have another sweeping suspicion that humans we all have some proclivity towards uh, obsession slash addiction towards something. And I think that you hit yours pretty on early in life and it was perspective. Mm. And I, I think that gaining perspective can be very, very intoxicating. Yes. And you something blows your mind and you have what we call an eye-opening experience. And you're like, whoa, can I have more of this? Mm-hmm. Like there's more of this to be had? And it's just like getting that next hit. And you're like, mm-hmm. I want to know more. I want to see more. I want to experience more, more, more. Yeah. You know? No, you're hitting it right on the head for me. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it fueled my it fueled my my want and my need and my obsession and passion to learn languages. And it comes out. I'm actually really good at them uh, when I'm in study. Yeah. When I'm not in study, they... See you later. Bye. (laughs) Um, But I know Spanish, Arabic, and German. And Germany is on a list to go to. Um, I know Arabic because I tried to go into the Army and 
it was 2012, 2013, we still weren't out of the Middle West, Middle East, and and that's where everybody was going. Mm. I'm like, well, I have a knack for it. I kind of write it and kind of read it and kind of speak it and get by. But I'll learn that more wherever I go. But also, I think growing up, I have an aunt, the one who lives in Florida. She knows seven languages, five or seven languages mm. fluently. And it's like, that's cool. Like to be that well versed and to be able to speak it, maybe not necessarily write it or read it, but to speak it and, and feel comfortable. That drove me to just, I want to do this. I want to travel. Mm. And let me do all the things that I can possibly do. If I can, I will. And um, I've been to a couple of other different places. I've been to Brazil and Ireland. And um, my passport is just crying right now because I haven't been anywhere. Yeah. So, but yeah, anything, the perspective of there's so much out there. Anything particularly beautiful about either of those other places, Ireland or, or Brazil, that you saw that was breathtaking or perspective shattering? I think a lot of it is the history. I don't necessarily take myself as a history buff, but I, I, we have to, I think, remember and appreciate to a certain extent the history of where we come from and where we go and respect it. And, um, Brazil, where I was in Fortaleza, which is a beach town, just the different sands. You go maybe a mile, uh, an hour or two south, and you're in a place called Cona Quebrada. I can't tell you how many colors of sands were on that beach mm. and the caverns that you would walk into um, on the beach. Like, a, a, not a cavern, a canyon. A sand canyon, ca mm. canyon per se, um, just marveling in the natural beauty of those places. Ireland, I was in Dublin, so it's all city. Mm. Went there to run a race. Um, I was there. That's for, awesome. I was there for. You 40. went there to run a race. It was actually a birthday <laughs> gift from a race we were already running, and then six months later we were in Ireland to celebrate two birthdays, and then to run. The rock and roll half marathon, 5K. Wow. So we were there for four days, essentially. Four full days. Two days we were running. Um, great way to see the city if you're a runner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great way to see the city. Um, I think Dublin, for me, memorable, but also very touristy, was the Guinness uh, factory. Mm -hmm. Very cool to see the Guinness gates. Um and to see Temple College, uh, it's huge down there. It's smack dab in the middle of down, uh, downtown, like inner city Dublin. What's going on with Temple? What's the uh, it's just a um, well-known, I think it's Temple University actually, but it's just a well-known uh, university in mm. Dublin, and it's gorgeous. The Gothic architecture oh. there is stunning. Um, and... I think just, honestly, if I had my dream job, I'd pick up and I'd go to a new city every 
three or so years yeah, and immerse myself in the culture and the, the lifestyle and like find my way. Is a good amount of time to stick into one place and like not get everything, but, but get a but good get understanding. And, yeah. yeah. And I could think about it. I'm not sure where that three years kind of stuck in my brain. It may have been when I came back from Spain, I had a friend of family friend of ours. He was in the state department and he traveled every three years all over the world. I'm like, that's cool. I want to do that. And somehow three years is like, it's a good time to become a subject matter expert or feel comfortable in whatever you're doing. And then go do something else. Mm-hmm. Unless you're absolutely enthralled in it and it's your passion. You don't want to move away. But I have, I have such a want for knowledge and experience and culture and all the things. But I have a hard time not procrastinating to do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, three years kind of stuck in my head and it stuck with me through work career. Um, every three years within the nine years I was with the county, it was OK. I'm bored. Mm. Let's go do something different. And I did. I pretty much bounced around every three years for with the county. And um, I kind of tried to make that into life, but not always. I think mm-hmm. I'm allowing myself the freedom to do that now, which is what makes me happy about this move. It's like I kind of got out of my own, my own way, under, out from underneath my own thumb to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, three years... Gives you, if you're adamant about it, gives you the time to see what you want to see and and do what you want to do. If it's within your own timeline, (laughs) that word timeline again. I love this phrase of getting out of one's own way. I've thought a lot about this throughout Mm -hmm. the years. So when you say that, what what do you mean if you can describe it and, and how does it feel to do such? I'm aware that may be a big question. <laughs> it's a couple of questions in one. That's okay. Um, how how I can describe getting out of my own way and or what I did about it or what somebody can do about it. Or or, yeah, or what it looked like or how it may feel to do that for yourself. It's different for everybody. I think for myself it was... Being told I now hold my emotions in my face. (laughs) Um, Whereas I kind of thought that I did a really good job in hiding a lot of things. And sometimes I do. Sometimes people are like, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You look upset. No, I'm great. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Sure. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But I think... Getting out of my own way was definitely having somebody tell me, you don't look happy. And I've said that to myself twice in my life, where I don't feel happy. And then it's like, all right, well, what can I do to get myself away from this feeling or out of this funk, this bubble, this fog? And both times it was finding a new passion. 
And the first time I did it, it was getting into the gym. That's where I met Jess and a bunch of awesome other people. And the second time was June of last year. And I was told, you don't look happy. I'm like, well, I knew I was kind of struggling with trying to find my next footing, my next thing. Well, I guess this is it. Mm. This, this next thing that I need is, is picking up and moving. And I'll figure it out. And I've never not been a fan of figuring it out. Like I still marvel when people who are like, oh, see, I'm going to sell all my belongings and go live in a van and travel the world. Would love to do that. I think it's awesome. But then I think, what do they do? Like, how do they live? How do they pay for things? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still paying for student loans and I haven't even finished my degree. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you not tied down? Like, I think we all get kind of get tied up and being tied down in our responsibilities and and lose sight of if you do it right you can still have what you want you can be a responsible adult and then still live your life like stop saying no and i think i stopped saying no to myself when i made the move um and i've I've figured it out for now Mm-hmm. Yeah. Less, for yeah. now yeah, yeah, yeah. until I find something else that might kind of put me in another fog or mm-hmm. it's time to pick up and move again. Yeah. So yeah, that, that way I of life. That, I don't know if that answered the question. Well, it, well, it was your answer. And so I take it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I accept any answers <laughs> given. I, um, yeah, I just want, I just want to, I just want people to express. I just want to receive whatever it is you're willing to oh. <laughs> to offer. Yeah. Um, this life that you're talking about, of because it seems, I know someone that lives that life. I know I know a particular person. He's a great guy that just he, he's constantly traveling. He seems so happy. He's always so he's got friends all over the world now Mm -hmm. and he just keeps making more of them. Mm -hmm. And so he's always got a place to stay and he'll he'll come back here and he'll he'll serve at a couple of different restaurants that that he's employed at. And Mm -hmm. and he'll he'll bounce and then, you know, leave again. And he's just having a ball. Yeah. And that that sort of freedom you're talking about of not being tied down and tied up and you know, just shackled to all these responsibilities that I guess you would see as unnecessary responsibilities Sometimes. to some, you know, to some degree. Uh, I, I can't have this other sweeping suspicion uh, that I don't. Consumerism has played a huge part in a lot of the conveniences and, and, and joys in, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And. um you know, this free market society that we find ourselves inhabiting. Um, but then you go over to other places and you see it's not quite the same level of consumerism and you see mm-hmm. what you like there and what, you know, makes you uncomfortable. But I've always, I've wanted to ask people this question of if you could train yourself to want less, like, would you? would you if you if you could train yourself to want less things or that you could be content 
with less things, would you? Just a question. Mm-hmm. Um, because the life that you're speaking about, I think many, many people could live mm-hmm. if they didn't have as many things. Stuff. Stuff. If like the the aggregate number in dollars mm-hmm. that one would have if sold most of the things that they have and and they were very content with just having a mode of travel, mm-hmm. okay, just a mode of commute and food and a minimal amount of clothes that they could wear, mm-hmm. right, as to not be naked when they walk around mm-hmm. and a place to rest their head when they arrived at these places. Yeah. I think is very manageable. Um, it is. It's, it's, just, it's just the ideas that get in the way of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, I can't just leave this thing or get rid of these things. Well, okay, well, if your idea is that you can't, then I suppose okay. you can't. Right. <laughs> I, suppose, okay. I suppose you can't. It, you bringing that up brings out just... <laughs> Do it. <laughs> that thought. I want. I, I want that one, please. Just the, you know, the the crazy. You like? <laughs> yeah, I want that one. <laughs> the craze of remember tiny houses just popped up out of nowhere. Oh wow! I can yes. So yeah. the idealist ideal is minimalist mm-hmm. minimalism. Can you move from? Excuse me. Can you move from 1,200 square feet to four, maybe seven, if you're lucky, Um, and and pare down your life to live like this? If that's really your what you want to do, you want to downsize, you want to be a minimalist and get rid of your things and your stuff, and that's getting rid of knickknacks, family heirlooms, or if you're able to, putting it all in storage to make that life happen. Um, I think, because I also also thought about it, I'm like, oh, I want a tiny house. I don't need, and I say this now, <laughs> I don't need 1,200 square feet, yet I've filled up a two-bedroom, two-bath condo at 1,100 square feet to the not to the brim, but with my things. Mm-hmm. And I think for now that's that's comfortable. Do I look around when I'm sitting by myself with a glass of wine and no lights on? Could I get rid of this? Probably. I could sell as much of it as possible, buy a bigger vehicle, and move somewhere else and start over. Um often thought about the tiny house. I'm like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, can I get a bigger vehicle? I just tow my life around the United States mm-hmm. or South America or ferry it over to Europe mm-hmm. and do that over there. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've thought about that. You got some thoughts percolating. We might catch you at some point in time, <laughs> just off somewhere. <laughs> you might. Um, I've definitely, it's definitely popped in my head more times than not. Um, I think that might stem from my mom growing up. I mean, she planted roots in Virginia at like 13. Um, 
but was an Air Force brat. So she grew up in Taiwan and mm. Okinawa and Hawaii, and then from Hawaii made her way to Woodbridge, Virginia. <laughs> and she's like, where are we going? Taiwan, <laughs> Okinawa, Hawaii, Woodbridge. Woodbridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, Potomac Mills. It's, right? it's exactly. the rage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right off of like Route 1, I yeah. think. It was somewhere over there. I could hear the train every time I visited my grandmother. Um, but she was like, yeah, I mean, we had all of our stuff and there's some things that have made its way throughout the family, but from all of those places, like there's a secretary my mom owns that's from Taiwan. It was handmade built. It's gorgeous. It's heavy. And like, that's the kind of thing I could kind of, if I ever really planted myself somewhere, those are the things I would would keep Mm. things that I would find throughout the world. And they would be the the things that I would hold on to. Not mm. necessarily, can I live without my laptop? Maybe. Mm. Can I live without this dining room table? Can I live without these books? Um, all this other stuff. Can we, can we downsize? Can we min- become a minimalist? Do we need these giant houses? Do we need all of these things? If that's your lifestyle and that's what you want, great. I don't think we really need them. I think we want them because that's, I think we've been trained or molded as a society to be bigger, better. Bigger, better is not always a good thing. Mm, more is more, not mm, less is more. Exactly. <laughs> more is more. More is more. Mm-hmm. I mean, take it into account for Northern Virginia, just. And having worked in Fairfax County in the planning development side of seeing all of these giant houses that are 7,000 square feet and oh, Great Falls and McLean, McLean and Fairfax Station and some of these other places like Clifton, wherever. And even in like Culpeper and Warrington and Prince William. Some of those houses have me fitting to crash my car the way I'm turning my right? neck to look at. I'm like, is that a castle? Do you need pillars in the front of your house whoa you've got a pool house that's the size of more than what i have oh yeah 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 your pool house is the size of this building oh yeah Yeah. i'm like do we need that i'm like if you by all means to each his own that's what you want and if that's what you 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 can afford the lifestyle great i commend you probably a little jealous (laughs) (laughs) but i make do um could i live smaller I really put my mind to if it was really something that like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna figure this one out mm. let me let me just do it for a while and if it doesn't work I'll buy all my stuff back one way or another yeah my my dad and I were talking about that yesterday um he we, we were talking about I forgot how it got around to consumerism I think it was about like shipping like shipping uh being so much more than like sometimes the item itself and like how certain oh, shipping companies gosh. like yeah yeah we were talking about like america not really making things in-house anymore mm-hmm. so like we so we outsource so much that we rely on so many other places to get our goods and things like that and the trouble it's caused america but he's, mm-hmm. he talks about he talks about these things i don't know shit about any <laughs> stuff i just listen to him talk about it um and we just started talking about the the purchasing of things. And I I like talking to people about this because I, since I was young, like my family never remembered this being a part of me. So uh, 
you know, the the impulse to just really, really want to spend money and the the great feeling that comes with that. And I mm-hmm. I didn't learn the the term retail therapy until a couple of years ago. Someone had said it and I thought that they were just so clever. I was like, I was like, I think it was my little sister who said it. She's like, Oh yeah, did some retail therapy today. And I was just like, retail therapy? I was like, what, what, is, what, I was like, what does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? She was like, oh, you know, you just go buy things. It makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I was I've, like, done, I've done that on occasion. I'm like, but did I need these things? She was like, oh, no, you feel terrible when you get home. <laughs> she was like, oh, no, once you get back home and you realize all the money that's not in your bank account anymore. She was like, it feels terrible. And a lot of times you return things or, you know, whatever the case is. She was like, but when you're doing it, oh. The imp- the, yes, the impulse of it, the yeah. high that you kind of get yeah. of, ooh, ooh, yeah, I can afford that right now. And then you're like, nope, that's got to go back. Mm. Nope, that made too big of a dent. Mm. Yeah. And I, I just, I think about that. I'm like, man, was that the, I was like, where does that stem from? I mean, I know like Mad Men was such a booming oh, yeah. show because yes. of like when the advertising boom happened. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, we can... We can get people to buy things if yeah. we just create the right picture or the right mm-hmm. series of pictures and mm-hmm. we, you know, have them looking happy and doing this. And then at some point we just like, oh, I need a vacuum. I need a new vacuum. Right. Like I need a new. <laughs> I need like, a new I never thought about this before, <laughs> but now I really want yeah. this thing. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy that we like they engineered this want. And it's funny how how it's changed. How you see all throughout social media and, and, and just media in general of biggest one that comes to mind is the Amazon must-haves. Amazon mm. Prime, you can get it next day in two days, however long. Must-have, make your life simple, make your life easy. Mm. Of Here's some automatic lights where you just walk by and they turn, and on. They just turn on. Here's the best organization you can, for you, you can have for your kitchen. Here's the coolest little knick-knack, ring light, whatever it may be to yeah. make your life simple. And easier, and it ties back to we can have things like that. Yeah, yeah. And when we don't get things in an instant, we're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Why don't I have it right now? The instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the change of marketing to anything in our life of, ooh, it's a must-have? Well, I must have it. Yeah, well, well, then I guess And I, I can get it in two days? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I must have it in two days then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the sauna talking to some guys, because every once in a while I'm in the sauna, guys just get to talking. Yeah. Very interesting conversations that pop up sometimes. And they start talking about UFOs and extraterrestrials, <laughs> and this was going on in the sauna yes. at the gym. And, <laughs> and we start talking about astronauts and how, you know, these people come back just different like they, mm. they they just look at the world this this little thing <laughs> and they just come back very very different mm-hmm. and i talk about how i've seen that now you've you love the beach but you said you've also gone up in the mountains mm-hmm. and i've been at the, the apex at summits you know on, on top of mountains and just look down and been like wow and so mm-hmm. this is this whole perspective gaining thing mm-hmm. and you know, to be an astronaut looking down at Earth and who knows where your mind goes or what you so or maybe just like the overall sense of humility that washes over you and you're just like you just maybe feel like you just took a muscle relaxer and you're just like, Oh, maybe I just need to fucking relax, you mm-hmm. know. And then you but you know that 
down, 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 down there at that town, at that Starbucks, someone's flipping shit because their latte is taking one too many minutes to get into their hand. And they're like, where the fuck is my latte? Like going fucking crazy. I was I was at the post office and this guy and it was it was Christmas Eve. Oh, God. And this guy was in there. He was just first of all. Causing a scene. I, my lady needed to to send a package because mm-hmm. she was sending she was sending sellers and something on like was it Postmark or Poshmark Poshmark, Poshmark. Mm-hmm. and she was like I'm gonna be in and out so I was sitting in the car and I got a text she was like could you please come in here and mm-hmm. I was like yep mm-hmm. <laughs> went in there and. You know, I guess she just like gave me a look at her and I already know like without what talking to her. Means. Yeah, it just means like I just need you to be in this vicinity. Yeah. Um, and there's this guy trying to send this package and whatever he's sending is it, one. It's bursting out of the box. And they're like, sir, like this needs to be in a box that fits. And he was like, you're trying to tell me that we can't stuff this thing in here together. Like, it's not that fucking difficult. And. He's, she's like, yo, Earl, before you got in here, he was calling the woman behind the counter a bitch and, and an asshole and asking her why the fuck she just wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. And there's just a line of people here. It's Christmas Eve. It's jolly. Mm-hmm. There's candy canes hanging around mm-hmm. and shit. And you got this guy, you know, going off. And he's asking for people's names. He was like, no, what's her name? What's her name back there? Like, mm-hmm. I need to know her name. Turning into a Carl. And everyone <laughs> is like, yo, sir, like... If oh, you're yeah. if you're gonna be like that, like you you can't come back in here, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's just like, well, fuck you guys, and like walked out like after they took mm-hmm. his package mm-hmm. finally, and this woman in line that was just like, go to therapy, and they're like, <laughs> and you know, but just <laughs> yes, you know, whatever, whatever perspective he's working with. Mm-hmm. And I know it's very difficult for people to 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 give that guy any time of day, or even th- to think that he should be amongst us living. Yeah. Oh <laughs> you yeah. Know? But I see this guy, and I'm just like, I don't know who he is. I don't know what his day's been like. I don't know what his life's been like. I bet you this shit ain't been that fun. But whatever perspective he's working with, this is what it allows him to do. Mm-hmm. Like this is what he can see. He hasn't mm-hmm. been up in space. Mm-mm. Maybe he's never been up in a mountain. Maybe he's just he's maybe he Might never have... tri- maybe he never got on the camel at Morocco. Maybe he, you know <laughs> he has blinders on. Whatever is so... going on, this is all mm-hmm. he sees. Is I need to sell this yes. thing because he was also doing something on Poshmark, oh. and the whole discrepancy was, sir. You're supposed to bring your own box in because that was mm-hmm. the, the whole thing before I'd even gotten in there because mm-hmm. he was trying to use their box and it was just like, fine, whatever. And it needs to fit inside the box and it needs to fit inside the box nicely. And and I had a, another sweeping suspicion that this man may have been down on his luck and he really needed to sell this. Mm-hmm. Like he needed the money for this mm-hmm. thing that he was selling. And he was like, yo, this needs to get y'all need to send this package because mm-hmm. I need whatever money is about to get sent right. from me sending this package. Right. right. And again, I don't know how Donald Lucky is and what that means in his life, but I was just looking, I'm like, damn, man, perspective is so important. It is. <laughs> so important. And the, I appreciate the fact that you can, I, I think it's awesome that you have those different perspectives about people. Cause I have very, very similar. 
I don't know if my time in the service industry has mm. put me that way a little mm. bit of regardless of service, sometimes it doesn't affect my tip or how I treat somebody because I've been on that side. I mm. still kind of am on that side. Mm. And you don't really know what people are going through. Like take somebody's crappy day as that's a crappy day that they're having. Um, maybe it's a crappy week, crappy month. Be kind. And it's weird, like the holidays being jolly. <clears throat> Excuse me, the holidays bring the best and the worst out of people. Of It's the holidays great, or it's the holidays and I either can't spend it with people I want to be with, I don't want to spend it with anybody. All of this hoopla about make, like Christmas presents this, that, and the other. Um, and it's... The expectation of the holiday, um, I've definitely kind of put myself into the, regardless of, of work status or financial situation, now it's, I just want to spend time with family. I don't really care about the stuff that I get. It's nice. It's it's welcomed. It's appreciated. And I love it. But like, can we just like sit and do a puzzle or watch a movie or talk about memories like have a cup of coffee cup of tea whatever it may be um but it's the perspective of how are you doing you doing okay and yeah the holiday the perspective kind of i might get that it gets a little it gets a little cup of tea whatever it may be i might get that there we go yeah yeah. I might put that up on you. <clears throat> I like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the perspective of, of being, because I, I do the same thing. I'm just like, you're probably not having a good day. Yeah. Like, and it's not It's not fun. No. Like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like I, I, I catch myself like, can I help that person? Or is that going to make things worse? Like, would you mind if I helped you? Can, can we, can I help you shove this thing in there? And we'll just wrap the whole thing up with tape. Um, so you can get you on your way and we can kind of move the line along. And um, But then I'm like, mm, he's angry. He might lash out at me and I don't want that to happen because maybe my week hasn't been good and you yell at me and I might cry yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, I've been very suspicious of the, when we talk about should, yeah, I've been very suspicious recently of the word could. Mm-hmm. And, and I... <sighs> I know people, a lot of hopeful people want to believe in full-on, 100% unadulterated human autonomy in that all humans have 100% decision-making ability at all times. I'm suspicious of that uh, notion. And when people make a decision... If you were to ask the question, oh, well, you know, if you go back, like, would, would you would you do it the same, knowing what I know now, or being the person that I was? Because if if I just scroll back the wheels of time and I'm the exact same person at that exact same moment, I have a suspicion that I'm going to make that decision the the same way because it's the same set of circumstances playing, and I had the same amount of time to think about it, and I was in whatever state when I was in that situation with that amount of time to think about it. Right. So I'm probably going to make the same decision ten out of ten times, right. which which kind of takes away the 
notion of could. Well, he could have done that. He could have not said this to that person. He could have just been nice. And, done, and so when you say these, well, my life should be like this, and that person could have just done this, I'm, I just, I have they, questions. I'm just suspicious of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. They could have. Maybe. But in the moment, their emotions played something different. Could I have gone the other route and paid the toll? Yes. Did I? No. <laughs> like, I could have gone and done 10 other things today. And here I am sitting with you and having a fantastic conversation. Would I come back and do it again? Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, could we, should we, should have, could have, would have. Yeah, like, the, it's the, fun the, to theorize. Maybe. It sure, let's, let's talk about parallel universes we, and multiverses. We, like, can, <laughs> we love to talk and argue in extremes. And I find myself saying that more and more now, nowadays. And I don't know, it's probably the politics that are rearing up now. Mm. But we love to talk and, and explain ourselves in extremes to get our point across. Because why not? Like, you need to hear what I'm saying. A lot of people don't. Or we interject. And we don't let somebody finish their conversations. I'm bad at that mm. i interject often times more often times than not and um catching myself but yeah you need to hear what i have to say is yeah what is that when when you're doing it what's the feeling that's driving it like are you is it, are you finding yourself in like contentious arguments with someone or is it like i think it was growing up and not always having a voice oh, okay. <clears throat> not necessarily nobody would ever listen to me but i grew up with all brothers and all boy cousins mm. so Trying to be like, hey, <laughs> I got a question. Hey, guys. <laughs> like, excuse me. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, like um, hello. <laughs> hello, Jackie. Like, yeah, hello. Right. Can, I, uh, can I see something right yeah. now? Um, you have to fight, fight for your space at the table. Fight for the space. Not that it was always difficult. It was the only girl. So it was often quite spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up a tomboy, but um, yeah, it was, mm, I think I do that now only because I had to quickly say something before I either forgot it or we moved on to a new topic and then I lost my train of thought. Mm. So I catch myself some oftentimes and not saying something before somebody has a chance to finish their thought process or I finish it for them. Awesome. They're like, yeah, you took the words right out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I did not mean to do that. Um, sorry, my ADD that's undiagnosed and untreated gets the better of me sometimes. Of I will interject. I will um, interrupt. And a lot of a lot of times, people take interject and interrupt as the same. Um, they can be, and I think interjecting. The more polite way of doing things, like, I'm sorry, let me interject you for a second. It plays on what you're talking about, and then we can continue. Or I'm going to interrupt you and say what I want to say, and then we're going to move on from this topic. Um, they're kind of one, six and one, half dozen the other, like mm. things like that. But So you said uh, the politics are rising. Are you, you find yourself, because I don't know shit about shit, let me tell you. I'm, you find yourself in like political skirmishes? No, um, I'm very, I'm very, I'd like to think of myself as independent, but there's, there's always hot topics and extreme topics that we have our own voice on 
either how we were raised or whatnot. I don't find myself in political situations. I have become very ignorant when it comes to politics, even though my degree is in international relations. <laughs> I'm like, I hate politics now. Yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, I, we all have our, our views and I'd like to think that I don't, always say you're wrong. I'm very open when, when it comes to somebody's views, and I respect your views because they're your views. It's your opinion. You're entitled to it. I don't have any way to say how you live your life or how you should spend your money or how you shouldn't spend your money, how you spend your this way, that, and the other. Um, I think it's just it's perspective. Mm. It's maybe sometimes knowing when you should not say what you're thinking, having your filter, having some cooth in whatever situation you're in. Um, no, I don't find, I don't, I'm ignorant because I know, I know I should be more up to date on our politics. I'm not. And it's only because I don't want to hear the ramblings that come with campaign season. Mm. But also I want to stay up to date. And what's going on. And oftentimes it's passively scrolling on my phone um, through Twitter or whatever news app I'm on. And like, oh, crap. Okay, that happened. Or something popping up on Instagram or TikTok, whatever it may be, Facebook. Um, I'm ignorant when it comes to politics right now because I actually didn't vote in the last election because I didn't have an opinion. And that's my own fault. My own choice. Allowed to have it. Mm-hmm. Allowed to make that decision. Did I really want to vote? Probably should have. Probably could have. Yeah, I know people get really angry at people that don't vote. Like and there's I don't like know there's why. like there's like this whole thing of I, I don't even I don't even quite get it. I, I don't know what it is. Like, what do I hear him say? What do they say? It's they your just, right. It's it's your right. It's your you right need to, to vote. exercise it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, if you if you don't vote, then you then don't talk about anything. Like yes. don't. Yeah. Like then then you shouldn't have an opinion on anything that happens, really, or at least not voice it because you didn't put in your word, your input to get. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, was it really my input? It was somebody else's voice that I'm backing with my vote. Not necessarily my vote. I have the power to put that person in office. One of seven billion people in this United States. I don't even know the population. Neither do I. That sounds like a good number. <laughs> I think it's like 350 million or something like that. Oh, seven billion in the world. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 300 some odd people in the United States have are able to, not even able to vote. Who knows the number, but. My one vote, yes, can have an impact, but in reality, you're voting that person in, and they can change their mind like that. I'm "Mm, I'm not going to do this. How many times have we, oh, he said he was going to do this, or they said that they were going to do this, and here we are not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how many times are we like... Well, yeah, people have to campaign. Like, people have to, like, because 
what's interesting about politics is you have to win like yes. in order to get there, which yes. means you have to be popular. It was why you have popular vote, which means that it is a popularity contest. Of course. So you have to win people. Like the whole game is to win people over, win people over. in order to get in there. Play the game so, and then you, once you're there, you, know, you're, you can do what you want to do. And and then a lot of times you you can't because you're one. If we're talking about like a president, mm. you're one person in this extremely large mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. and you're you're. I mean, you're the face. You're the face for sure. You have you have some executive powers for sure, mm-hmm. right? But you by no means do you just run shit. By no means no. do you just walk you're, up to Congress, the Supreme Court, the the legislative brands. That yeah, you don't just Those go and start telling everyone what's about to happen. Like that's no. not that's not how it goes. No, you got you still got to play the game. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's yeah, a, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. And then politics itself is. Is that popularity thing like that's that's what politicking is. It's it's learning how to maneuver in a space around other people and like when to attack, Mm -hmm. when to when to be quiet, when to cozy up to someone, Mm -hmm. when to not. You know, it's like reading the room. That's the whole game. So if like if you want to stay within the game, Mm -hmm. you have to do that at a high level. So you're going to be making constant compromises and and that's going to look a lot of different ways. And that may be compromising integrity. It may be Mm -hmm. Compromising morals, ethics, ethics, you know, things that you said that you were going to do. You may have to put that on the back burner or completely nix that from your plan in order to gain leverage somewhere else or footing somewhere else. You're going to lose favor in that fact for whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just that's that's a certain Mm -hmm. game that certain people like to play. Uh, And, you know, I don't I could not understand the intricacies and complexities of it if I try. I'm certain it's so deep. Like, I, there's n- so you would deep. have to take all of your time yes. to, to try to think about these things. And that's that's not my space. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the space that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm going to envelop myself in. Yeah. And when when I come across people that do. It's interesting. It's always interesting when someone's like identity is like one thing. Like they they really really oh, they hark on it. Indulge in one thing, and they're like, "I'm the." So anytime you talk to them, you're going to be talking. You're going to talk to them about this one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there's a very large world and a lot of ideas and a lot of mm-hmm. things to talk about. Again, sauna talk. I walk in there and there's just this guy and he's speaking to these two young kids. They're probably like in their 20s. Oh, no. And he's just going <laughs> off about Israel-Palestine. Uh, and whatever yes. side he was on, I can't remember, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but he was he did not like the other side. Yeah. And he was like, how many times these people get together, there's just violence and gore and nastiness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But anytime these other people get together, I went to the parade the other day. It was just fine. Nothing happened. It was peaceful. But these other people, he was like, and I'm telling you, you know, this is what America's gonna do next. And, and China's gonna come over and they're gonna start taking us over. And it, and it's and he was just going on and on and on. And these these kids were they're just like, yeah, you know, it seems to be a lot of a lot of anger out there. You know, mm-hmm. I just I just try not to get into it. You know, people seem to be very passionate out there. But you could tell like they wanted no real business, yeah, but they were also like trying to, you know, make conversation. Yeah. And then he was just like, what do you mean passion? No one has any passion. I'm the only one out here with passion. And, you know, no one wants to say no one wants to say anything. No one wants to speak up. But God willing, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> I'm going to be the one to speak up for all the people that won't. And yes. it's just like, oh, man, like. <laughs> 
It's like, you know, wherever this guy goes, that's, the only that's, he talks that's about. what it is. When the family comes over, he goes over it. Like, that's Gosh. just what it is. And who knows if they even invite this guy over anymore. Yeah. The, the He may have been the post office guy. He may have been. I know a lot of, <laughs> I, I know family, I don't mean to say a lot, but I know families that have had chasms fissures mm. break people apart because of they're just like oh you can't come over here you voted for who oh you can't come over here anymore mm-hmm. oh you do what you you or, mm-hmm. you know what i mean or you didn't post this online yeah or you posted that <clears throat> online oh you mm-hmm. can't come home and we're done there is no christmas yeah. dinner like we're done with you yeah i mean i've my family we're all a whole bunch of whole bunch of people we're probably more i think they're more right than left mm-hmm. probably more Right in the middle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you almost voted for so-and-so last time. And I'm like, actually, I sat in the booth for 10 minutes <laughs> weighing my options. Yeah. With you in the back of my head. <laughs> with just thinking like, okay, well, if I do this one, then yeah. And okay, if I do this one, then okay. I mean, it's choosing the lesser of two odds kind of thing. And it's always like that. Regardless of who you vote for, it's your choosing the one who might make the world a little bit better or not in your mind. Be somebody else's mind. It's, oh no, it's this person. It's always this person. It's always this side. Like, mm, but we're not one sided. We're so multifaceted as a culture, as a world, as a population that we're never not, we're never going to peak everybody oh yeah no never and so but yeah it's um like oh you you did this last election and my right to vote i can vote if i wanted to well why (laughs) because i wanted to my choice yeah but you know what you just put into office i'm like but i didn't yeah but what you could have (laughs) Okay, what am I am I gonna go sit out in the in the bushes now to eat my dinner because you want to hark on this one thing? It's not, it, I'm I'm I know I'm blowing blowing some of it out of proportion, but it's it's that mindset of the the politics and it may be whether that's your job to kind of pay attention to that and or just be in the know. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself off more times than not not wanting to be in the know because there's so much of it and I get overwhelmed and it's always bad. (laughs) (laughs) There's no good news anymore. No one's ever ever talking about the the bunch of dolphins that got saved the other day. (laughs) The sea turtles? Yeah, yeah, no, I I never hear about that. Um, It it always seems to be bad news. nowadays and it's just it can get depressing and, and really kind of downputting. Um which is probably why I don't really pay attention to it. I'm like, all right, what celebrity died this past week? Or um we're throwing missiles somewhere. Or somebody else <laughs> threw them. missiles at us. Like we're not throwing hands, we're throwing we're missiles. Throwing <laughs> missiles. This shit is serious. Um and, and it is serious and it is something to be mindful of, but it's also just can we talk about like the good things that we did? Like the happy things. 
and you often don't Coffee see and the tea happy or whatever it may be. Whatever it may be, just like can we have a a good conversation and respect the conversation and then move on. You're like, oh, that was nice. Like, yeah. A lot of times we're fighting. We're fighting to, I, I think in in my brain, we're fighting to have people see our way without. Letting it just be. And um, I have a more articulate way of putting that. And it's in my brain, but I can't put it to words. <laughs> um, <clears throat> respect for other people's opinions and respect to agree to disagree. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's like, no, you should see it my way. Like, mm, no. Yeah, some yeah, just this the drawing the lines in the mm-hmm. sand. It's like no, this this thing we can't just see differently, and mm-hmm. we just be friends. Like yeah, we and, we can't like respect agree to disagree. That's your opinion. This is mine. I think we've come to a head on it. Let's talk about the dolphins that need to be saved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because a lot of time I suppose when it comes to people, you know, things that people say you shouldn't talk to you know, friends about or like religion, politics and money. Right. Like these are the things that they feel Top like, but, but if you feel this table. way about it, then that's equivalent and sometimes truly literally equivalent to them feeling like you're a psychopath in a sense. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you, that must mean that you are on the side of, of murder. Mm-hmm. Like you are on the side you're of on like, the wrong side. like this is, like you truly believe that this killing or these sets of murders were okay mm. if you believe this thing. Mm-hmm. And that traverses, that idea traverses through many different topics in politics and money and, oh and religion. It's like, well, if you believe in this religion, you believe in the right, like murder. Yes. If you believe in this set of politics, you believe in murder. Mm-hmm. If you believe in this set of ethics or this, you know, this new social topic that has sprung up, then you believe in murder. Like mm-hmm. I can't. It's hard for me to now reconcile with that with you as my friend. I, right. I, I think that you're okay yeah. with murder, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's I, I understand why people feel like it's it's difficult. Like why you, yeah. you know what I mean? To to not see it that way. And I think it's yeah. also we've been we have a tendency to get so influenced by our surroundings, by what we're shown. Um, sometimes it's hard to make our own decision. I know I'm, I'm at fault for that. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's bad. What that person did over there or in that situation was horrible and you should never vote, vote for that person or, or side with that person or side with whatever they were doing. And I'm like, why? I'm, I oftentimes ask the question of why, but then I also, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. But then in my head, I'm like, but why? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that that you make a good argument. And then I'm, I'm again, I'm making it to it. I'm like, but why? And then yeah. I find myself scoring. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and then it's like, ex- again, arguing extremes and throwing all the extreme stuff out there so it's front and center. Mm. Not everybody wants to dig that, like, dig to the bottom to really get all the details of. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And um, some people are, are roots people and some people are surface surf- people. And, yes. and that 
that is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, I have found myself being a roots person. So mm -hmm. when it comes to my feelings yep. about things, it, you know, whether it be something traumatic that may have taken place or you know, I'm speaking to other people, mm -hmm. uh, I especially people that are close to me, I'll, I'll like to ask the questions like I, I understand that you're speaking about something. Mm -hmm. It's my suspicion that this is a, a more of a surface level analysis. Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you some of these mm -hmm. other questions mm -hmm. and see if maybe this is deriving from somewhere yeah. else. And most of the time, right, it's, it's deriving from something else. Or something else. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just the way that that I like to deal with things. I think mm -hmm. it's 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 more effective yeah. to, to go to the root yeah. of something. And again, right. now everybody's asked those questions. They're like, "Oh, uh, well, it's either let me get back to you or good question. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel about it." And, and you get, you now get one or the other, but as you know, and kind of going back to the very, very beginning of this, you do. And I, and I think that people are much more willing to get there with you mm -hmm. if they do believe genuinely from everything that they're reading from you, that you're genuinely curious and are just asking the questions for curiosity's sake. Like, yeah. like that's what it is. You, you want to understand, mm -hmm. but I think very easily we can, we can misread, but we can definitely read when someone's kind of trying to wait for a aha gotcha moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like if you see if you even mm -hmm. sense just a shade of that in mm -hmm. someone else, you're most likely not gonna let up. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna leave your ground. It's it's showing not showing an opening and showing a vulnerability isn't quite the right word, mm -hmm. but that of that crack and of ooh mm, no mm -hmm. your facade is yes yeah, so I found that chink in your armor exactly. like yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like let me just dig in there go dink 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 mm -hmm. rip that open throw some salt in there yeah let's just salt dirt hot whatever. sauce yeah hot sauce <laughs> sriracha all the things yeah, yeah. and then just grind it all <laughs> in <laughs> we really just go like this all right yep yeah, we're good yeah. and like ha ha see you're not the person you say and you're you are. a dumb piece of shit right? <laughs> fuck you you are a sorry sob like <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah and i think that's how a lot of people feel yeah. when they're in conversations with yes. people yeah and, and i think that's why people don't open up and say the things <laughs> that they was just like well if i throw my opinion out there you're gonna hound me like a pack of dogs and say i'm wrong and it's not it's just it's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. I'm allowed to have it. Mm. You have yours. Good for you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I think the, the study and the search for how one got to their thoughts is very fascinating. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what, what drives my curiosity. Mm -hmm. I want more, more than anything to just know, like, how you, did you how get you there? Mm -hmm. How did you land there? Like, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, how does it make you feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm just mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about you believing what I believe right. or thinking that way. Like I just want to know. I mm -hmm. just want to because it's fascinating. Sometimes the thing itself is fascinating, but some but the journey getting there through mm -hmm. expression of words mm -hmm. is is so fun. Yes, it's so fun. So that's what I like. I like the journey yeah. of how to get to these thoughts and feelings that people mm -hmm. have. That's what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I 
I can see, I, I see that. And I think it's awesome. And I'm like, mm, do I have that gene? Does that gene exist in my body? Mm, kind of. But I think I've also like, let, like fed into the, I just want to get there right now. Mm-hmm. The journey's great. But I kind of just want to be there right Meaning now. you want them to be able to tell you like, what do you mean by that? Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, mm, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> can you dive deeper and or are you going to lose me mm. in what you're talking about? And then I lose interest and I'm like, squirrel. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you lost me about 30 minutes ago. Well, where did I lead you? I'll go back. Let's not. Like, yeah. And I and I find myself kind of losing interest in it. And I'm like, I lose interest because I don't know anything about it. And or the way you're explaining is mm. not it's not clicking. Mm. I'm like, I can't figure that one out. I don't know where I'm just like not connecting yeah. things on what you're saying, what level mm. It may be higher level or maybe a lower level. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. Like, let me catch myself on not being like, well, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Someone recently asked me if I had ever thought about condensing these conversations to like within an hour's time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I don't. I don't and, and also in combination with this, someone asked me the other day, how do you find it possible to have such long conversations and try to make it interesting the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And so one, I don't do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't try to make it interesting mm-hmm. the whole way through. I just happen to release a recorded conversation that I have with someone. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Everyone was going to be like, this is, is ridiculous. Like, hey. like, yeah. Like, why is he talking for so long with this person? Like, I don't want to let this is This got boring a long time ago. Right. That could very well be the case. I'm yeah. just releasing it. Yeah. This is fun for me the whole way <laughs> through. And that's, that's what I'm interested in doing. <laughs> no one else has to watch it. Right. Right. So that's, so that's answering that one person, the other person, uh, you know, have you thought of condensing it? People need a lot of time to express. You need a you need that patience. People need time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <clears throat> because if you ask someone a question, it, like they're they're going to give you an expression that maybe somewhat kind of hits on the feeling, but inside they're like, I didn't really get to mm-hmm. the. I didn't really hit the nail on the head on that yeah. one but i kind of touched the grounds around it right and the more and more you hear someone express you start to see like them emerge mm-hmm. more and more and you get much more of a sense of who they are and then you can go back into things that they said and the essence of who they are will seep through those words and then you'll have a better understanding whether they explain that thing further or not yeah you'll get a better understanding of what that thing meant because you'll get more of the essence of them more of their nature and you're like oh i think they meant something different Mm -hmm. by what they said before like now knowing more of them Mm -hmm. you know so it's just like people need time yeah you got to give people time to express yeah you know, and, and ask ask the questions that somebody's going to feel comfortable or slow slowly feel comfortable in, in answering mm-hmm. of all right. Well, I think I can I think I can dive more into this one or let's touch back on the other one because I have a better answer, a better idea, a better thought mm-hmm. for 
that previous question. Yeah. And it might lead into, okay, I think I can kind of dive a little bit more into how I'm, how my brain works and how I think about stuff. And yeah. I always ask people about this because I'm just absolutely fascinated by the, the dating world. So, you, oh so you've gone through some, you said some solo dates. Was those dates, did you just mean that by, as meetings just, or outings? Just or? me. Just me going out on my own. Okay. But not necessarily like a romantic mm. date. Okay. Are no, you, I'm. <laughs> are you at all interested in that or does that even pop up in your mind? I am. I think it ties back to our timelines. <laughs> okay. All right. For me. Um, but I've been I've been single for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, since <laughs> I've been single since college. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. And um, since before college. So we'll go with high school. Okay. Um, I, casual. I have no idea how long that is because, uh, because I don't. I mean, I no, I don't care about my age. I'll be 33 in March. Okay. So I'll be 33 next week. I think my birthday birthday. is next week. It's it's on the 4th of January. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, Mine's the 15th of March. So um, the good old Ides of March. I love it. Makes me happy. Um, But yeah, the Ides of March. Um, Interested. I'm quiet. So not a lot of people take me into account. I think I've caught that. Uh, oh, they have think a you're lot like, of standoffish. Uh, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, she doesn't want you to talk." To, like, yeah. My resting bitch, my resting <laughs> bitch face has a lot to say because <laughs> I'll just I'll sit at the bar and I I think I have a, de- a decent face, a softer look than what I have. Oh, but oftentimes, so that's not how my face falls. If they just caught a glimpse <laughs> of you smile, that's so fascinating to me <laughs> yeah. because I've already remarked on this, but if they just caught a glimpse of you smiling, yeah. they'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, All she, right. she might she might be okay. I'd be like, oh, okay, she's cool. Like I can, okay. Yeah. Like just, just you smile for just a second. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, okay. She's good. Um, I mean, I, I, I went to an all-women's college, uh, kind of got the best of both worlds with the... Between the hours of six to four, I was reg- regimented, leadership, uniform, hair slicked back. I did RTC in college, uh, high school, so I was, I, was, I was used to it. And then after four o'clock, I can change into regular college kid clothes, be a bum, or go out and go do things. And it was it was awesome. <clears throat> um, met some fantastic people, some friends who are still good friends, actually. My sophomore sophomore year roommate is my landlord. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yep. She uh, uh, she was like, "You want to move down? We're moving into Gordonsville." And I was like, "Can I move down by myself?" Yeah. Great. Take my money. (laughs) Um, And so, just always had interest. Um, Never felt comp. I have a confidence issue. Mm. Always have. Um, I think a lot of that's like body image, um, self-confidence. Growing up as a 90s kid, being the bigger kid, mm. being the only girl, being a little bit tomboyish, um, and just not like having to kind of hold my own, but also like, let me just keep quiet. Like, I'll, I'll just 
go with the flow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm I'm a very much go with the flow person until it doesn't suit me anymore. Well, until the, yeah, the, <laughs> until that current gets a little rocky. And, and yeah, like, I'm a flow this way. And I'm like, mm, I'm gonna paddle my boat yeah. over here. Yeah, and then chuck it and go down this stream. <laughs> So would you, um, how long ago were the boudoir? Did I pronounce that correct? Mm-hmm. So that was my 30th birthday present. To oh, myself. okay. That's right. You so said, three so, so, years, so coming up on three years ago. Yeah. 2021. Okay. I did that. Would you want to do it again? Like, I do you would. think it was? Yeah, I would definitely do it It was effective. Again. It was so eye opening and enlightening to just kind of, I think every woman has that side of we want to feel confident and strong and beautiful and you don't get that all you don't i don't think you get that a lot from selfies (laughs) or from people other people taking pictures of you and you're like Mm. oh i don't like right now i'm probably gonna watch this be like i slouched way too much Mm. (laughs) so um but having somebody bring out something completely different than where you would see yourself. Like I'm, I wanted to do them. Was I confident enough in doing them? No. Did I You're like, Oh, I'm not in the right, like I'm not the right size to do boudoir. Mm. And nobody says it's so size inclusive, like exclusive. doesn't matter what size you are. You're beautiful in whatever you do kind of thing. And uh, that niche of boudoir photography is so good at bringing that out in people you're like, yeah. who cares? Who you don't yeah, have to that's be first, you don't sure. have to be a Victoria's Secret model to do this. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. So before I even touch on that, <laughs> um I do want to ask you, you know what? Let me take a bathroom break. Go for it. <laughs> uh but yes, yes, we're gonna get into this. Yeah, no, that works. <laughs> All righty, and we're back. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, so where, where I left off. All right, so first thing I want to add or get into is how did you how did you find the artists to, to do this? Who were these people? You just look it up on Google, like yeah. Boudoir Near Me mm-hmm. or something like that? Okay. Yeah. And and then and then you you meet them. Like, what's the process? Because I'm trying to figure out how you feel comfortable with these people, especially in the, the space that you were in with the lens that you had about not being confident, like, what what made you confident enough to do that with these people in particular? So I had a consultation with her oh, okay. a couple of weeks before. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she had asked kind of, what do you want to do? She's like, do you have pictures of kind of how you want your shoot to go? Um, and it was so 2021 COVID. Not the boudoir kind of slowed down it was just different so I like I purchased all of my stuff where some photographers and some studios will give you things to wear she's like I don't not doing that because of COVID I'm like okay but <clears throat> um like what do you what do you envision like what do you think of could you swing this microphone just a little bit yeah right there yeah, yeah oh, okay yeah, like, yeah I think I caught you, the I feel you a little bit yeah caught the uh the echo a little bit um she was just kind of like where where do you want to be what do you what do you want to be photographed how do you want to be photographed what do you want to wear and i was just like mm, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, and it was just kind of, you're like, well, what have you looked? Do you see pictures that you like, whether it be like Pinterest or social media? Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a few. Like, just it's all very tasteful. Um, but it's all to your comfort level. You can wear as little or as much as you want. And they're there to just make you feel comfortable confident and and give you direction Mm. and it's yeah you'll they'll do your hair and your makeup but also you don't you don't they'll do as minimal as much as you want to be like oh i i want to be completely out of my normal routine Mm. let me go ahead and just do as much like bold fancy big hair this that and the other I was like, no, I want it to be very, like, old Hollywood. Mm. I love old Hollywood. I think it's so classic. I'm a classic person. I don't go above and beyond all the time. But when I do, I feel it myself, and I kind of want to do that. Um, Yeah, I met her a couple of weeks beforehand, talked to her. And it's funny. I had to, uh, I told her, I was like, all right, if we don't do this soon, I'm probably going to talk myself out of it. She said, okay, well, I have a booking in like two weeks. I said, let's do it. And it was literally two weeks after my birthday. I think I talked to her before my birthday because I was like, I want to do this as a present to myself. Always talked about it. I like to talk about ideas before I usually make my move. Always talked about it. And um, yeah, she's like, okay, let's do it. Did it. I think it was in there for like three hours along with hair and makeup, saw my pictures afterwards. She's like, we'll we'll do minor touch-ups. Nothing's like completely, nothing's Photoshopped really. It's just fine, fine touches. And I said, okay. And I have those pictures. I have them in an app and I have them on a flash drive. So whenever I'm like feeling down or I'm just like, you know, I remember that. Then let me go back and let me look on my phone. And it just kind of like, I did that. Go me, like, um, cool, and yeah, it was extremely empowering Mm. to just let go, kind of, of not let go in a sense of just not going to do anything, but get out of my own head. Like, I often live up here (laughs) and I don't say a lot of stuff. You'll see it on my face, but I won't say anything. And it was really good to just kind of like have somebody else take the reins and like, oh, move this way. Oh, do this. Oh, put your head here. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, that's nice. Somebody else is taking charge. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, it was a fantastic experience. I would definitely do it again mm-hmm. at some point. Um, it can be pricey. So oh yeah, that's one thing to take into account. Um, but yeah. Um, and I guess the, the first thing, because you were working on, would you say you don't have to be a Victoria's Secret model to do this thing? Um, yeah, there is, n- <laughs> there is no shortage of uh, desire for all shapes and sizes of women. Let me tell you. <laughs> There's no sure as long as there are men walking this I'm earth. I'm finding that more and more now because it was definitely not a thing growing up. It wasn't. It was, I mean, 
There are ideas There's of ideas. like some ideal body, right? Yep. But the, and but then there's reality. Yes. And I am a man. Yes. And I know men. And I will tell you, <laughs> there is no shortage of desire for all women of all shapes and sizes. It, I, I've come to see. I think a lot of a lot of people are throw, are putting that idea, that, not an idea, but that that opinion, that voice out there more now. Where it wasn't there before, at least for me. Yeah, just look on OnlyFans. Or, no, that too, Feet Finder. Like, yeah, or just like porn anywhere. Like, I know, just I know. Like it's, I know. There are millions of I hits. I think it was, I, well, I mean, growing I'm born in 91, so my, like 2000, between 2000 and 2010, no, uh, 20, we'll go as that far. Like the last several decades in my experience have just been no you need to be a double zero well you know how hard it was to try and find something fashionable in 1999 <laughs> <laughs> like not just fashionable but comfortable and you didn't look like a mom <laughs> at, 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 as a as a 10 year old mm. who's a size 12 14 as opposed to all of her friends are size mm. one two zeros it's like, yeah, that doesn't look the same as me. Yeah, so I mean, we're, yeah, we're shopping at different. I'm different shopping at the Gap. Places. Yeah, we're shopping, we're shopping at different. <laughs> and you're places. an Abercrombie and bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Abercrombie, you're an Hollister, Hollister. You're a Hollister. You're an American Eagle. American Eagle. I'm just like mm. now they are very. They've become more size inclusive, which is fantastic. I think it's awesome because the average person is not a double zero anymore. Like, and there's a different perspective on bodies now where I think we hit a, we hit a boom on everybody's got to be a fitness influencer or be in the gym all the time. Do I watch those? Absolutely. Cause I've loved working out and I was in that phase for a long time and going kinda, to Ireland to run races. I was big into running. <laughs> I think 2020 I ran eight races. In 2020. And 2020 wild. was my marathon year. That's wild. It was awesome. Granted, there was nothing else to do. So, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's get the running. I was like, I've got to do something. I'm not going to sit yeah. in the house. Um, but even before that, I was I was in really into powerlifting and mm. in the gym six, seven days a week. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, body image socially has changed from when I was 10 year old, 12 year old. Yeah. And it's like, you're on the bigger side. Like, well, she's the bigger girl. Okay, I have feelings too, but nobody takes those into account. It's like, it's just, and I found myself just, God, I can't tell you, I can't tell you a high school picture that doesn't have me in flare jeans and a sweatshirt mm. every day. Every day. Mm. Hair up, hair down. Did <laughs> hair up, hair, hair down. Hair up, hair down. It hair was, may be different. I had, I had a sweatshirt on every day. Yeah. And flare jeans, I think my my fats, my baby fats shoes. Oh, uh, yeah, those? yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So it was that, and I wore that until I got into RTC, where <laughs> then I had fats. to when I had to wear a uniform like once a week, and uh, and then I was in sports and I did volleyball, and it was well, wear your jersey or dress up. So, but I was always a tomboy growing up, and I floated around every single genre group of people um stereotype 
group, whatever it may be, the jocks, the cheerleaders, the the randoms, like emos, whomever mm-hmm. you decided to be in high school, I probably was your friend. Yeah. And that's probably why I wore jeans and a sweatshirt every single day. Um but yeah, it was it was to cover up and that's how I felt comfortable. I mean you probably kept caught me doing this a mm-hmm. few times and it's just feeling comfortable mm-hmm. and when but like men nowadays are voicing a woman's body this way is beautiful and a woman's body this way is beautiful regardless of who you are you, you have to get older for that because when, you do. because don't don't get me wrong listen i've liked for as long as i can well, yes for as mm-hmm. l- let me think For pretty much as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. I've liked a very wide range of human. Mm-hmm. And I should let me shrink that down. Women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let me yes. shrink, let me yes. shrink, let me shrink that down. Yep. Yep. I tried to. I tried to. What's interesting is I tried to open my mind mm-hmm. to men. Like I was like, is I was like, do I not like men because? Like I was socially, you told, know, like told it wasn't right. yeah, it's whole like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing it or whatever. Yeah, turns out I could just never t- t- hit that switch. It just seemed I just really seemed to like women. No, yeah. you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, let me turn. Let me uh, move this you're, over you're a good. little bit. But uh, yeah, just really seemed to like women. Yeah, uh, I, I did it too. All know. women's college here. Can't tell you the number of nicknames people got going through there. And, mm. You didn't. You either did. You tried it. You taste like whatever. You dipped <laughs> you your did, toes. You tried. You tasted. Dipped your toes. <laughs> like. Yeah. See, I nope. ne- see. I see. I never. See, I never or, dipped my toes. Mine was just. It was like a mental thing. Like okay. I just tried it. I just. It, could, it is. It is. I just a, tried to like mm-hmm. think about it, and I was just mm-hmm. like, it just did. Nope. I yeah. like a woman. Yeah. I just like a woman. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I kind of forgot where <laughs> like I was going with the it. Human. Yeah. The yeah. Wide, oh yeah. The wide. The wide range. Um, Cuba was a good word. I, I enjoyed that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so let me let me divide that by half. Yeah, let's let's treat that. <laughs> Actually, um, subsect that bubble. So, you know, there there was a point in time in in middle school where I got really heavy into like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and like reading. I don't even know where that, like, I don't even know where that came from exactly. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, I got really heavy into like, like black civil rights in like the 1960s yeah. or something like that. The peak, <laughs> and then the, my friends were making of the, fun of me. One of the peaks of it. The peak of <laughs> my it, friend, yeah. yeah, my friend <laughs> used to make fun of me because I would like had speeches on my iPod. Like like I would have like yes. like a Martin Luther King speech and they're like, motherfucker, why are you what like, are you doing? they're like, why, are you, why do you have that on your iPod? Who like, are just, you? It's just like, are you legitimately walking around <laughs> listening to this? Like, get the fuck out of right? here. Uh, so I was very extreme at that point mm-hmm. in time. And I remember at that point in time, I told myself, like, I didn't want to date white women. Okay. Right. Craziness to, like, who I <laughs> evolved into yeah. after that. But at the time, like, that was the perspective that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, in seventh grade or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since then, I... It did. It just. It was. It was all women at that mm-hmm. point in time. I was just like, oh, I, actually, 
a lot of people seem very beautiful to mm-hmm. me at that point in time. My hormones are raging. I'm mm-hmm. going, you're a young man now. I'm going yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that when you're young, like what happens with, with body sizes and body image and desirability in that is often what happens with, with races as well mm-hmm. is maybe, you know, your grandma and your mom and dad may not yeah. be about that shit. Mm-hmm. So you need to bring somebody back in this house that look like Success, us. Except acceptable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or looks like some other people that we accept, mm-hmm. but not these other people that we don't accept. Right. Right. Um, and it'll be interesting because maybe they don't want no black dudes brought back to the house, depending upon what household mm-hmm. we're talking about. But we do love Michael Jackson and we do love right. Marvin Gaye and we do love Luther Vandross and we do love the yes. Temptations and we do love a lot of black <laughs> art. Yes. We just don't no. want you to bring them home. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the and I think it's it's a lot of the same where. Young people feel like, man, I like that person a lot. Mm-hmm. But how are other people going to look at me if I date this person, you know, and then now you you have that social pressure that stops you You from hitting the nail on the head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It'd be like that. It it does. Um, I think for me, like going through an all women's college. I could care less. What you choose. They um. I'll give flack for whatever you say. <laughs> People have their opinion on your opinion. Um, I could care less as long as you want to be who you want to be. But don't force other people to. If they don't know you, don't force them to be like, this has to be done. Like You have to say this. Um, educate me first. I think that's mm. where I've always become. Educate me first. And then I will do my absolute best to say the right thing. Going to an all-women's college, eye-opening, again, um, dipped my toes, (laughs) didn't feel comfortable and or had the notion of, what's my family going to think? And I think this is the first time I've ever, like, voiced that. Mm. Um, I've said it to a few friends. They're like, they don't care. Everybody thought it because I was bringing, I was bringing girls home from school, friends. Um, and I had a couple of people in my family ask like, Sam, are you? And I'm like, no, I have friends. Like, I, this is the only friend person I have in this area. Nobody else can leave campus because it's a military area. Like, VMI was just down the road, and they had to get a leave pass, whereas if we had a free weekend, we could go do whatever we wanted to. Um, I was like, no, these are my friends. Like, I did RTC in high school, so there was an all-women's drill team I was a part of. And we would do sleepovers at everybody's house. I'm like, hey, you guys want to go home? Go to my place? I'm two, maybe two hours away. <clears throat> And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, and my mom loved everybody that came to my home. Some of my family had questions. I was like, no, it's not for me. I respect anybody who is. I'm not going to treat you. I have so many good friends who I absolutely adore. And no, maybe, no. <laughs> I don't know. 
at this point. But I'm 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 more or less like I I appreciate everybody. I try to. I try to be as open-minded as I can be, and I appreciate and I respect your decisions, your choices. They're yours. Um the dating pool for me, <laughs> I think I limit it. Um <clears throat> I get in my own way. But I've always I've always appreciated the male the guys. Yeah. Like I want somebody who's gonna be like stronger than me. Like I'm strong in my own way, physicality or whatever it may be, but I've always thought of that. I'm like I want a strong man to help take care of me and add to my cup. That's kind of where my thought process has gone in the last several years. So I didn't really date in college. I didn't really date out of college. I've gone on a few. On one hand, I can count the number of dates I've gone on in the last decade. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, and I don't think that's a lack of trying. I hate online dating. Okay. I want to meet somebody the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Did, did you, so you dipped your toes in the in the online day? Multiple times. Okay. I, I download, re-download, yeah. delete. Re-download, yeah. delete. Update pictures. Yeah. <laughs> swipe left more like more times than I swipe right. <laughs> like or hit like or send a rose, whatever it may be. Like I have them on my phone now and I'm like, I get bored. Mm. I'm like also just the fact of you don't really know who you're seeing on those things um at least i don't think i'm so skeptical when it comes to that like are you really who you say you are or do you look like your picture like are you catfishing me um i get bored i'm i also think i'm i'm getting set in my ways of I like my life a certain way. I'm independent. No. <laughs> I'm independent. I'm somewhat of an OCD clean freak. Mm. So if you don't do something the right way in my house. They can't just be right. throwing the socks on the ground. Huh? <laughs> no socks on the ground, no dishes in the dishwasher, in the sink, like things like that. Like yeah. clean up after yourself. Like I like a clean kitchen and uh, things are in their spot. Mm. So, um, can't tell you how many times I'd go to work in the office and people would move my stuff. I'm like, no, mm. don't touch, please. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, Sam, I need to borrow this. And they're like, okay, just put it back where you found it. Yeah. Please. So allowing someone <clears throat> into that space would be a, it'd be quite the compromise. It would. And I'm, uh, like I said, like add, add to my cup. Like, my cup's not full. I try to keep it to where it's not full so that I can add to it, too. But add to my cup and... Or don't take away from it. Like, you've got yours, and if your cup is the same as my cup, and we just do that and we, we coexist together, and we do life together, awesome. Or we add to each other. And in that way, you're adding to each other's cups. Don't take away from it. Don't go dumping mine all over the place. Fart kind of hard for that one. Fart <laughs> 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 kind of hard for that cup. It's really pretty right now. <laughs> um, and just, I think I've become so independently single. I've been single for so long. I'm sure I'd say something wrong and 
again, this is all in my head. Mm-hmm. I'd say something wrong and somebody would go running for the hills or, mm-hmm. um, I, I think I've, I think I've talked myself out of some relationships on this couldn't work. This wouldn't work for something, something, something. And mm. I run away. Mm. I don't necessarily ghost. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? This was really fun. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or let's just That's stay friends. So like oh, I have so many friends, friends and and some casual relationships, but I have so many guy friends. I have a bunch of girlfriends. Um and <laughs> I've become a sounding board, which I honestly don't care if I'm a sounding board to somebody or not. Somebody needs one, right? Um, to a bunch of people. They're like, well, what do you think? I'm like, hmm. Well, what I'm going to say is probably not going to be what you want to hear. And it's probably not going to be what you need to hear, but I'll say it anyways. And I... I take into account my wallflower side of seeing all these relationships through friends, through family, growing up, and how I grew up. My parents were divorced, so me and my brother got bounced around, and my step-parents were there. I'm like, I don't ever want, I know what I don't want, Mm. and I think that is so much higher than what I do want. So I'll look at this list more than what I look at this list. Mm. And I think it comes around to, like, shoot me in the foot sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So right now you're just kind of coasting. I'm coasting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did the single did the single thing. I probably was single for seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, a lot of people don't give themselves well definitely not that amount of time and not that that amount of time is necessary but but a lot of people don't give themselves any time to really be alone and think yes. about themselves yes i um i can't tell you many people have, i i love them to death but sometimes it's bounce to bounce to bounce oh yeah and i'm like oh yeah do you know who you are like, what do you mean i want this you may have wanted that with that person, but what do you want? Like, that's what you molded, which you mold yourself to whom you're with. I understand that. But do you really know what you want in life? Do you know how to find you in a sense? Do you know how to be single? Do you know how to live in your own quiet and be happy there? And not run to go find something to fill the quiet. And I found my own quiet throughout the years of, I can sit in my house with no lights on and a glass of wine or nothing and just, okay, here I am. I'm comfortable here. Probably more comfortable than I should be. (laughs) But I'm comfortable here. And if I have somebody to share the moments where words aren't needed, man, that would be awesome. And show me things that I don't know. We all want want to learn new things. Have I found that person? No. Pretty sure. I think my latest thing is, I'm sure my soulmate isn't on this 
or on in in the states mm. it's somewhere over there mm. it's somewhere else and i need to go there to find it i think that's also what kind of fuels my wonderlust i'm like i want to see the world and maybe i'll find somebody mm, yes. maybe i won't maybe i'll just be the ant that travels it's a large world it's a lot it of is a lot of different cultures a lot of different ways of being and ways of seeing out there mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's um and a lot of the times, not spending all your time like looking for it, as you were saying, mm-hmm. like brings it to you in an organic, you yeah, know, in an organic way. Sometimes you just gotta be in the midst of doing what mm-hmm. calls to you, mm-hmm. and things arise. And then mm-hmm. you have to be aware when they arise. Yeah, I'm usually and, so blinder, you know, and and then be aware like, oh, there's this thing in front of me. Like, do I want to partic- <clears throat> like this thing seems good? Like, do I want to participate mm-hmm. in it or not? Yeah, you know, as opposed to moving around and there's a lot of different ways of doing stuff, but moving around and trying to mold things and situations and people into what it is you think it should or could be. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it doesn't. And I think I'm so I've I've I think also I have I've blinders on when it comes to that. I can't tell you how many times my brothers come up to me because we used to live together for a while in Warrington. He's like, you don't know how many people actually come up to me and like, so what's the deal with your sister? And he's like, I don't know. Like, she's right there. Is she seeing anybody? No. She is not giving me the time of day. And that is not in a case of I'm doing it on purpose. It's if you're not forward enough to say, hey, I like you. Mm-hmm. I go about thinking everybody wants to be a friend because mm-hmm. that's how I moved around life. It was I'm going to do this. I'm going to have fun. I'm meeting new friends, not I'm meeting potential people to be with. Yeah. Yeah. I often hear from women. It's it's funny because it either goes either way. There's never there's usually never like any middle ground. No. I usually hear like guys are way too forward and they're nasty. Yeah. Or guys are so stupid and cannot pick up on signals. <laughs> there's never like any middle ground. Well it's also the guys <laughs> are like uh the woman the woman who makes the first move is is sexy, is is awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, that's not me. You have to come to me or I'm going to sit in my corner and watch. And then there's the extreme of the woman that comes and makes the first move is f- slutty. for it. Yeah. Like she's mm-hmm. like, that's a bit much. Yeah. Relax. She's a little, a little too extra. Yeah. Like she's not a lady. <laughs> yeah. Be a lady. Wait, right? wait yeah. for me to come. Right. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the, you Some, know, it's, these are very unsophisticated views. Like oh these, are, these are, these are the extremes yes. in which you speak of. Yes. Uh, but we know that there is nuance to things, right? Yes. So. You know, when, when women would ask me, like, you know, like, what do I got to do? Like, these guys, like, I swear I'm trying to show him, mm-hmm. but he's, like, not picking up on it at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, I've been known to be stupid as well. <laughs> uh, it was like, you know, my partner tells me all the time that women are attracted to me in whatever situations. And there have been times where... You know, I haven't agreed with her or I'm just like, okay, I understand that's your perspective. And she's like, yeah, but my perspective is right. Like, like, <laughs> like she's like, say that part too. Like, she's like, no, Earl. And, and I'm like, well, okay, like I, I, I see what you're saying. But on, on the side of the guys, mm-hmm. especially now, 
it it behooves you to be cautious. Um, you know, back in the day, in the in movies that were coming out in the '90s and the early 2000s, we guys looked up to guys in movies that were just smooth, walking up to women, you know, talking mm-hmm. to them, doing whatever, like saying wildly outlandish oh. shit, and then just sleeping with them the yeah. same night. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a very cool idea, mm-hmm. right? not in the age of the internet. Like you don't want to be caught on the wrong side of anything. You don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable feeling like you picked up on a sign. The sign was wrong. They're actually just a nice person. They weren't flirting or trying to give you any signals, but you felt like they were. Mm -hmm. Now you don't said some shit that you can't come back from. It's a tit for tat of let me buy you a drink. (laughs) That should be reward enough. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. That there's case, there's case. that weird transaction, yeah, mm-hmm. transactional, transactional sort of yeah type things, of type of deal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, listen, I I tell women that talk to me about this, like I'm gonna be the stupid guy all every single time. If I, I think the best thing that men can do as far as courting mm-hmm. goes, like the initiation, is if you're going to you you just you got to learn how to be. Like ultra respective, like I mean, respectful yeah. is pretty much what 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 it is. Like yeah. you just have to learn how to be sensitive and respectful when speaking to someone mm-hmm. in that way. Like if you're trying to let them know that you are interested in them, you just gotta you just gotta know you gotta read the room, you gotta read facial expressions, mm-hmm. body language, tone. You just have to understand like how to be respectful about yeah. it, and then as soon as there is a no of any sort. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's the end of the game. That's yeah. the end of the situation. Like, okay, cool. Thank you very much for okay. your time. That was so nice mm-hmm. speaking to you. Thank you for even for doing this, mm-hmm. for having this moment. I appreciate that we mm-hmm. share this moment later. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> right? And fade out into the back. Yeah. Just fade out. Fade the fuck out. Turn into Homer and just fade into the bush. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I think that that's that's the best thing that, that you can do. Because um, I know that people feel scared to do these things. They don't want to end up like in a text message group chat. They don't want to end mm. up with their picture anywhere. They don't want to end up on someone's Instagram or is it just be like, so this motherfucker did X, Y, and Z. As, like, T you, and the red flags. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. oh shit. Like I got to be real careful. I just don't want. It's funny enough. You, you say know. that I'm on a group on Facebook down in Virginia beach, mm-hmm. Chesapeake, Norfolk area of, are we dating the same guy? And I'm like, I've heard of this. <clears throat> I did it once for a guy I was potentially going to see, and nothing really bad. Nothing really bad. Just preferences on these other people. And I'm like, okay. And I think I waited too long to respond to him. All of a sudden, we're no longer matched, and I can't find him. I'm like, sorry, I have a life. Like, I'm not, I try not to be tied to my phone as often as people are and it's it's a process it's work (laughs) Mm. um but yeah it's like everybody what's the tea are there any red flags and it's one thing or another and then i'm like well okay 
yes, those are bad things, but also if he matches with anybody else, he's kind of screwed on is he ever going to find somebody outside of the 757 because everybody's talking about him on this one page. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it's just, I get it. And I'm just, yeah, it's hard. Oh to, man. It's, it's hard. And I'm, I'm this close to being like, no, I think I'm going to get rid of this. Cause I don't want anybody else's opinions. Forming a my like, forming a bias, yeah, like tainting yes. the pool, tainting yes. the waters. Yeah, it's that's tough. Like these things that can clearly be a phenomenal tool mm-hmm. to keep people safe, yeah, and just not wasting their time, yeah. And then how just so easily just it can be, it can just be terrible for you, yeah. But yeah, the um, <laughs> the coming off of. Coming off as respectful and not creepy and just do you have the wherewithal and the understanding to read what I'm putting down? And oftentimes I'm just like, no, I'm good. See you later. <laughs> like, say, like, and I'll, the rare, rare times I have somebody come up to me and say, hey, you're nice. And a lot of times it's at like dancing. Um, the solo dates I would go on, I didn't have anybody sitting with me. Um, and I'll just start a con. They'll start a conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and have a conversation, and it leads nowhere. And I'm totally fine with that. A lot of times, I've been like, mm, no, thank you. I'm okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> Scoop that way. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a little not what I'm looking for at the yeah. moment. It's just a little too much. And maybe it's just like whatever day I've had, I'm just mm. I'm I'm putting blinders on. Um but yeah, the online online stuff, it's so I think it's impersonal. But then I say that and then I'm like, I don't want somebody to come up to me in the middle of a bar. <laughs> Or on the street. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, you're in my bubble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freak me out kind yeah. of thing. I, I created a, like, some little YouTube comment, or not YouTube comment, YouTube uh, content mm-hmm. years ago. A friend and I went out, because I, I wanted to do, I guess, do some little social experiment or some survey of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so we just, I'd say the age range was anywhere between, like, 18 and 25 at the time. Yeah. And I just... I we went to different malls and di- just different locations. I think a few different malls, and uh, my friend just recorded me asking women. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I'd okay. walk up to them and I'd be like, "Hey, listen, like, I have a friend that's recording right now. Uh, I'm, I'm. This isn't even going anywhere except for YouTube. It's not. It's just." Of my own mm-hmm. interest, curious to to ask women how they feel about men approaching them, uh, and asking for whether they would want it to be their phone number or whether you would want it to be your socials, so mm-hmm. you could kind of vet them first, yeah, and like like mm-hmm. how you feel about this whole subject. And you know, someone would be like, "Oh no, I'm all right," and then someone would be like, "Oh, I definitely want to be a part of this." Mm-hmm. So I interviewed uh, some women and it was it was interesting because you do get the people that are like, no, please, like d- days of the old, come back, come talk to me. 
the courting. You know, just come. If you see me at the supermarket, I'm about a bananas. You're about the asparagus. You know what I mean? Go coin waltz on over here and let's see what happens, you know. If I look appealing with a top knot, messy bun, and my sweatpants and my hey dudes, say something. Cause oftentimes I think I look like a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to buy like no makeup on. I'm here to buy my stuff and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna cook it and I'm gonna sit on the couch and watch a movie. <laughs> but yeah, if if I look like a compliment goes so far mm-hmm. when it's not pressured and not incentivized or implying anything else other than unless you want it to be, unless it comes across as, oh, thank you, and something strikes. But just a compliment. Like, I can't, I've, I've tried to be better at, like, you look really nice today. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I like, that, I like that jacket. Like, your shoes look really cool. <laughs> like, whatever it may be to random people in the... I've tried to do that to random people in the supermarket. Yeah. How's it come out? You been all right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's met, it's met with kindness. Oh, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. That's it. Actually, I did have a very long winded conversation in the Kroger. Like four months ago. Over, (laughs) over Aquaphor. This dude had just gotten a tattoo and he's looking at Aquaphor and I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's great. I love it. Good for anything, really. Started talking about tattoos, where he got it. And then somehow that one conversation led to this is what I did in the military and this is what I do now. And this is how old I am. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you're a really nice guy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." And then all of a sudden, like other people started coming into the aisle. And I'm like, I got to finish my grocery shopping. (laughs) But he didn't even ask for a number, like no other exchange was made. It was just like, hey, good talking to you. Thanks for the advice and or recommendations of where to get a tattoo. And then we just went our separate ways. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For me now, the, the as I'm having more of these types of conversations out with people, it, a lot of times it's ending now with, do you like podcasts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ever think you would be on one? Right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean. And uh, so it's funny. You know, you mean you, you just kind of. Or I'm jumping into someone's DMs like, hey, right. hey, hey, we have the same hey, people. Samantha. <laughs> What's going? Hey, honestly, when you sent that, and I was like, who is Earl? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> who is th- I? Why does he look? Fam- why does this this tag look familiar? And I went back onto your page. I'm like, oh yeah. He had Rachel and Jessica on here. And I I watched, rewatched those clips on your Instagram. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's what made me say, well, I don't do anything cool <laughs> like yeah. a personal trainer or a massage therapist or anything else. And you're like, nope, nope. I just want to have a conversation. I'm like, oh, about what? <laughs> do I have anything cool to say and you just that you ask the questions and you have a conversation and conversations with anybody can lead to anything yeah so that's what it is mm-hmm. to me it's it's akin to traveling indeed it's akin to traveling because everybody has a story everyone's got a story mm-hmm. and you know as you'll see here i have aesop's fables i kept looking at that i was uh, like wait what is that 
I love fables and allegories and, you know, like we grow up as kids reading these things like the three little pigs or Goldilocks or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. And all these little stories of all these little animals and mm-hmm. little people running around that give you a much bigger wisdom mm-hmm. in life. And so these there's like 200 or so fables in this thing. And it's just it's interesting because they don't even know if Aesop was a one person or if it was a conglomerate, if this was like a bunch of people, there's like myth about it. And they talk about it in the very beginning. Uh, but it's just all these stories that have all these wisdoms in them. Um, and I think that gaining perspective is such a fascinating, it's such a fascinating experience. Mm-hmm. Like continuing to do such and to find new activities in life that encourage that practice because there's so many different ways to gain perspectives you yeah. know and so and so to find different ways to do it, it could be reading stories it could be traveling it could be speaking to real human beings for long periods of time mm-hmm. and all these different things like give you more ideas of like what it's like to see bigger than what you have seen mm-hmm. prior to that thing mm-hmm. and like just gaining more perspective is such a fascinating thing it makes you think like, you know, the eye opening expression, I often think about like who the fuck was the first person to 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 say that? Like who who was, who was yeah, like who was looking at who their friend? That? Yeah. Who was looking at their friend and was like, I was having this experience the other day, man. And like, I don't know. It was like it was really deep. Like it seemed like uh, like, uh, like I opened my eyes mm-hmm. for the first time and the other guy was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I know what that feels like mm-hmm. to feel like you just opened, like your eyes mm-hmm. were already open, yeah. but it feels like they There's, opened wider yeah. or something. They, they allowed more in. Yeah, like mm-hmm. trying to wrap your mind around what an eye opening experience is, what yeah. an epiphany is, what a, what a revelation is, like mm-hmm. trying to wrap your mind, like conceptualize what that is. Yeah. And so to conti- like to be on the pursuit to continue for that to happen throughout your lifespan is fascinating to me. And as I speak to more and more people, that is why I say it's akin to traveling. The way that you feel about going to Morocco and just looking at people and you see the food, you know, just like on the newspaper, mm-hmm. or just, just pretty much just pretty much on the it's stone itself. On the people, dirt people the sweeping the stuff out of their little pueblos or whatever they would call mm-hmm. it out there, you know, and you just like, man, it's just simpler, much simpler. And it just makes mm-hmm. you feel a certain way mm-hmm. that that maybe you feel like sitting in a class wouldn't do for you. Or, or maybe having a conversation wouldn't do for you. Maybe it would, depending upon the certain situation or whatever the case is. But just the experience itself enriches your spirit mm-hmm. and your your being in a way that's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could f- just feel more, that I had a capacity to feel and sense more, yeah. you know. But and I think it's also with those, it's like, but going to Morocco, it's like, and the desert and the camels, it's, you only ever saw that on TV or in yeah. books or in the newspaper, whatever it may be. Not there. Like, oh, it's much bigger than what it looks like in this itty bitty little screen or a piece of paper or whatever it may be. But yeah, opening and feeling those things, it's, it's um, not quite outworldly or out, mm. out, out, of a, out of body experience, things like that. But yeah, the perspective of, hmm. That's new. 
Okay. I like it. So I, I realized um, when I was in school, I did not like reading books. I was not about it. When I was in school, first of all, I was a terrible student. Let's get that out of the way right now. Like all around pretty terrible student. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved socializing. I did not like doing the work. I loved English class. Always wanted to skip class. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to be in the class, but not do the class. Yeah. Like it was just like because everybody's in the class, yes. so like I want to be in there, yes. but well, I don't want to do this work. Can I go to the bathroom. Yeah. You went five times today. Oh, there was definitely that. <laughs> I was definitely trying to like meet girls to go like make out yeah. under the stairwell and stuff like that. Like I did, I did, I did do that. That yep. was cool. That was a cool little time. There was a girl and be like, we we text and be like. All the right, T9. like let's get our yeah, yeah, like let's get our all right, let's get our, our passes signed at this time, yep. and we'll go mm-hmm. meet and then we'll kiss, uh-huh. and then we'll go back off the class. <laughs> oh man, what it was to what be young, day. what it was to be young. That's cool. I haven't yes. thought about that in so long. No. Aw, little kids. Anywho, little us. Yeah, no, getting the perspective. I was thinking about this as you were talking, and I realized I didn't say it. You're educating yourself. In not a book way. Because um, knowledge comes, I've read this not too long ago. Knowledge comes in so many different forms and fashions. And the person who didn't have the 4.0 can be just as knowledgeable as the person who did. Because education and knowledge never stops. Really. The more you live in now, like this day and age. Hopefully it doesn't. <clears throat> hopefully it doesn't. For, for hopefully, you. hopefully you don't shut that off. Hopefully you don't shut that off and become a, like a shoe in and you close yourself off. Um, hopefully there's something in you that sparks that passion to do even just the littlest thing. Talk to people. Start a podcast. Put your ideas out there and see who falls and or travel and talk to people and get everybody else's ideas and thoughts and perspectives and life growing and and how you grew up and things like that. It's there's no shortage of education. Um, Yeah, no. Yeah, no. The source is out there and it's abundant. Oh, the the source for education is it's. Everything and everywhere. Yes. It's just whether you know how to siphon from it or not. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. But it's I all mean, around. We have, you. we have many computers in our pockets. We can look anything up in an instant. Um, but it doesn't even have to be that. You can look around. You can just observe and I just am. start asking questions yeah. and then experience. I mean, that's that's truly yeah. science at its root. Oh, 100%. It's like before we had all these things, like we had to make all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, it was just, it's just people that. just looking at grass and be like, hmm, I wonder what grass is. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that works. Why is it green now but not green later? Mm-hmm. Why does it, like you just start asking questions. Where does the seed come from? How does that start? Mm-hmm. How do I, can I plant this myself? Could I make more of this somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe if I do, if I take this and I do that, like you just start figuring things out. Mm -hmm. Humans do that pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to pay attention to something long enough for that to be the case. Uh, So for me, fables are amazing. But when I started reading books, it was well after, well, not well after, but like literally like right after high school is Mm -hmm. when I decided I wanted to start (laughs) reading books, probably because at that point in time, I, w- I found that there were things that I was interested in that just weren't presented to me 
in school mm-hmm. or at least maybe some of the things that were presented to me in school I would have liked had they been presented differently whatever but I started reading afterwards and through reading a lot of different types of things I do enjoy deeply informational you know uh nonfiction books and mm-hmm. all uh, all sorts of books but it seems to me that these perspective gaining ones I've I've seen for a long point in time, my friend Mikey and I talk about it, like, can you look back and see yourself years ago? I mean, five years old, 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old, and see how you were getting to become who you are now. Like, can you see it? How far Mm -hmm. back can you see yourself getting to be this person that you are today? And I see all these steps of like what it was I've been searching for and how I was grasp I was grasping at things and sometimes nothing and straws and things of meaning trying to get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And third person omniscient point of view books for me in particular, in which the story is being told by what seems like a god of sorts, a narrator that knows every character's thought and every character's way of being in the story Mm -hmm. so that when you read the story, you understand everyone. It's not just the first person where you only understand the person that's telling the story's point of view. You understand every single character's point of view, why they did what they did, how they did it and how it ripples into everyone else's path. Hmm. And so when you're looking at it like that, you're forced to look at things from various perspectives. You're forced to in order to read the book. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, the more and more I read those novels, and we're talking about like the classic novel, like classic novels mm-hmm. written by like Charles Dickens and Marianne mm-hmm. Evans and Oscar Wilde and all these, all these types of and Jane Austen that are anywhere between 400 to 1,000 pages. So these are very, very long, dense books, Mm -hmm. usually of the fucking 17th, 18th century. So I'm in the dictionary often trying to figure out what they're talking about. How they articulated everything. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my God. But they were so beautiful, the way that they would paint a picture. It's so eloquent. I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, how do they do this? Mm Mm-hmm. Like I'm like the mind of a person to be able to look at something and and describe it in the, the breadth that they have described this thing. They must be looking at life through a magnifying glass mm-hmm. at all points in time mm-hmm. to see people and things with such detail. Like yeah. it's it's beautiful. Yeah. But I remember thinking, wow, this is what life is mm-hmm. like. Life is nothing but a bunch of stories jumbled up into one. It's just a bunch of characters. Mm-hmm. So it's not that like I'm right or I'm wrong or they're right or they're wrong or I'm the hero and they're the villain. It's really we're just a bunch of characters and you think you're right and sometimes you're wrong and sometimes you think you're wrong and sometimes you're right and mm-hmm. there are shades of all of those and there's 7 billion or 8 billion of us in this mix of all this shit going on and called life and it's just called life and mm-hmm. i remember in particular reading a book by fyodor dostoevsky mm-hmm. Russian novelist, and it was Crime and Punishment, I believe. It was either Crime and Punishment or it was The Idiot. It may have been The Idiot. And I got done reading this book, and I remember just closing it and just thinking about the the different perspectives this person had painted. 
And I felt like I had intaken and processed so much from all these different characters. Mm-hmm. And I finally understood that people have unfortunate times and they have fortunate times, but I stopped seeing them as just bad and good. And I called my mom, no, no, my mother had called me who I hadn't talked to, my biological mother, who I hadn't talked to in maybe a year at that point in time. Mm -hmm. We had had a very tumultuous relationship growing up uh, because her and my dad had split. And it was pretty clear that it was her fault for the most part. Um, And I remember like answering that phone with a whole new essence about the way I was going to talk to her. In that I knew that I was going to talk to her in a very loving and understand. It just I, in the in the last phone call I knew it wasn't like that, mm-hmm. but I knew when I answered that phone that I was going to listen to her more and I was going to feel what she was saying and it was going to be a delightful conversation. I knew that and mm-hmm. I answered the phone and it was exactly that mm-hmm. and that's what I allowed to happen afterwards and I was like wow. The power of perspective, the power of perspective. And then I kind of made it like I saw like a life's mission of sorts, I suppose, to just continue to gain that because I understood how much it meant to to have that. And I think you're adding a kindness back into the world that's been lost. Mm. You're um, because not everybody takes that perspective. Not everybody likes to have perspective. So having that adds a kindness, <clears throat> adds kindness back into the world of this person kind of sees things a little bit different or is allowing themselves to see things a little different. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand people not wanting to try to do that because it because it's unnerving Be, mm-hmm. because at the root of it, it means that you don't know everything. And that's yeah. very scary. scary. It's very scary mm-hmm. to feel like you don't have your footing. It's like, well. If I don't know anything, then what? Like, what the what the fuck am I doing? Like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So, so then, because if you if you come to terms with not knowing everything, then that means that your whole vocabulary structure has to change. The yeah. way that you talk about things, the way that you talk to people, mm-hmm. like that whole thing has to break down because that means that you have to stop saying things like, "Oh, well, this is like that." Like, "Oh, well, I know this." Oh, well, she shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he could have done like all like the whole way in which you speak has to change mm-hmm. because the way the place that you're coming from has shifted completely. Yeah. So that that's very scary to feel like you don't know anything anymore. Like mm-hmm. it, it, would, it would just throw people. They, I'm certain they would feel like they're just in the wind. Like, well, then nothing makes sense anymore. Then. Like, yeah. there's no, like, where is the grounding in that? And if yeah. you don't feel like you have grounding in that, I can completely understand why you would not want to hear no shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So then the question becomes, how do you find grounding mm-hmm. in that? Mm-hmm. And that's its own voyage. Very much so. <laughs> that's its own voyage. Um, yeah. How do you ground yourself? That's. That's one to. That's a that's a thinker, and it's it's there's a lot of practice that goes into that. Um, find your footing, find your grounding. But yeah, um, yeah man, I these enjoyed, things are journeys, man. They, they are. These things are journeys. We don't love I, these stories for no reason. No, you know we don't love the hero's journey in every Disney movie or every no. every story we've grown to love. We don't love them for no reason. 
No. Um, I think some of the good, some of the, those stories, uh, definitely hark on, uh, persistence and perseverance and really if you want to find for some reason and i've had this movie thought in my brain for a long time do you remember five o goes west five o goes west is five o a dog nope okay nope five is a mouse mm. <clears throat> cute cute adorable movie um grew up watching that and it was we're gonna go west and we're gonna find our way and i think it was he went to go find somebody and regardless of what was in his path, he was going to make sure he got there. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I think that's the premise of it. Mm. Um, but make, like, persistence and and perseverance in what you want to do in that journey is key. Um, takes a lot of work, for sure. <laughs> it's a voyage. It's a voyage. It, um, it definitely is a journey. But I liked how you said uh, in in the novels and the the fables and and the articulation of those books is astounding. Astounding. It's I I find that we've become so loose lipped oh. in our in our day to day conversations. Where if somebody is articulate and says, ooh, that's a really good word, we're like, oh, I know I've caught myself saying larger words for smaller things <laughs> uh, on purpose. Because I'm like, I want to use that word. It's a really good word for day-to-day -day conversation. And somebody's probably going to be like, oh. She knows what she's talking about. Just mm -hmm. for something that might say come down to as sure. And it's something ten times longer. Mm -hmm. Um can't remember where I saw it, but I think somebody came by, it may have been online somewhere. It's like, why don't we talk like Shakespeare anymore? <laughs> I'm like, uh, we wouldn't understand I know I read Shakespeare and I didn't understand a word the man said. And you're trying to Break down like Romeo and Juliet. Well, what does this two-sentence phrase mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I couldn't even, I probably couldn't even recite one for you. But remember how you always had to break them down? Yeah. Like, I didn't get that. I got, he didn't want to go. And they're like, no, no, no. He didn't want to go because of this, that, and that. Mm-hmm. How far are you digging in that two sentence phrase to get that? Because my brain's not working like that. Yeah, for sure. So for sure, no, I get that. My my little sister is doing some teachings for uh, I don't even know what the what the initiative is, but I suppose it's uh, students abroad that are looking to go to some English speaking country, whether it be like Australia, you know, UK or America, mm -hmm. to continue to do their studies. And so she's doing these English classes with them and she's learning that she's getting a much better understanding of the English language and the functionality in oh. words that we use and why. Because they'll ask questions that she would have never thought of. They're like, why do you use that word that way? And she's like, huh, I guess I've I never taught. I've never thought about it. But then she'll have to like really think about where the origin of a word comes from or like mm -hmm. why we use it a certain way. 
And it gives more meaning to when you, it gives more gravitas to when you say things. Oh, good word. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it, it, it means more. And I think to be able to, to beautifully describe something that you see is, is fascinating Mm -hmm. to like really see something and to be able to describe in all of its beauty and vivacity, like what's going on with it and what it means to you and what it reminds you of Mm -hmm. in order to truly bring it to life for whoever the listener or the reader is. Mm -hmm. I think it's, that's absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating. I was, I let my friends make fun of me. I gave them a thought of mine so they could laugh at me. Uh, I was stretching one day and I was thinking about uh, how would I express to someone, you know, that when you stretch on one side, you're going to want to do it on the other side and for what reasons. And so I was thinking about muscle groups and I wanted to talk about the muscle group on the other side of one of one particular muscle. And in my mind, as I was talking about it, because I've trained myself to think about things on a granular level, like I try to really understand what it is I'm talking about. I said, in my mind, you're going to want to then stretch the muscle that is inversely correspondent with the first muscle that you had stretched. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, wait a minute, like who the fuck says that? <laughs> There's a simpler word for that. Oh, opposite. <laughs> and, yes. and so I sent that just blurb of my thought to my <laughs> friends and said, go ahead and laugh at me. <laughs> and just like my, I sent it to my friends and then I sent it to my brother and sister so everyone yes. could laugh at me. And I just thought, wow, like how fascinating that inversely correspondent even came into my mind as I was trying to think this idea through yeah. before opposite did. Right. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's just, it, it's wild to, to think about things on that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, it, it adds a certain light to life. It does. It adds a certain light. It does. I think it, by doing that, you're kind of shining an older light on more of a wisdom light on a modern day and it's kind of like a brush breath of fresh air um to do so and it's also a topic opener it's like a it's it's a way of conversation like oh how'd you come about that word mm-hmm. like you said your sister's going through that why'd you why do you use that word well why'd you were why did you use inversely correspondent to as opposed to the opposite mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, it, 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 it comes it, down to the the journey as opposed to the destination. Correct. It's like, well, I, when, when I'm thinking something through, I'm taking a journey mm-hmm. from like the spark of the thought to whatever conclusion I'm able to reach at the moment. Yeah. And so in order to do that, I take I take steps. Yep. I take steps. And so I will find myself giving explanations or definitions to words Mm -hmm. as I'm thinking it out Mm -hmm. as opposed to using the word I'm defining them. So it's taking a bit longer to get through it, but I feel like I'm understanding it at a bedrock level. Mm -hmm. And then the simpler words can come afterwards. Then I can put them in the simpler words later on. Yeah. 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 Building blocks. Definitely. Definitely building blocks. 
I've definitely been one to think about things too hard. <laughs> blowing a little smoke out your ears right yeah, now. The, yeah, the, the, uh, the funny phrase that someone has coined on here and then people have, have used afterwards is like, Earl, sometimes we just need a grilled cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Putting together, you're putting together a seven course meal. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I just need a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> right now. Okay. Nice. Th- thank, I like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just like, just br- bring it in. Throw it in as a as a simple sandwich. Yeah. Bread so, and cheese. So you know, I've gotten I've gotten better with my uh, my um, what do you call it? I was gonna say efficiency. I suppose my um. Do you find yourself over explaining sometimes? I have in the past, so I've gotten much, much better better at it, it. much better at it, mostly because uh, mostly because I'm not explaining. I don't feel the need to explain things as much as I once did. Okay. yeah. Is that because people won't listen? No, it's more so because I'm not as interested in what I have to say as I am what other people have to say. There was a point in time which I thought like what I had to say was the coolest shit ever. (laughs) So I was trying to listen to me. Yeah. So I was trying to get that out as much as possible. Now it's just that's just doesn't seem to matter to me nearly as much as like experiencing what what other people have to Mm -hmm. to contribute and share with me Mm -hmm. i'm much more interested in that now i get that yeah i was very very big-headed at a point i think we all are at some point in our lives of i have all the things to say let me say them and you should just listen like regardless of what i say if you like it or not um yeah it's different it's it's weird how we change our views as we get older for the most part i love watching certain certain anime certain japanese made things they they i really really resonate with a lot of their teachings mm-hmm. um and a lot of asian philosophies actually um i agree with that uh and anytime there's some sage of any sort, some some elder mm-hmm. of of the of the town or of the village. If they are gracious enough, the the narrator or whoever made that that content to show you the early life of that sage, they're always just some young little shit. Like they're they're mm-hmm. always just like everyone else in the yeah. sense that they were running around making a fool of themselves, tearing stuff down sabotaging self-sabotaging mm-hmm. like they were they were a lot to handle mm-hmm. right they were a little ruffian yep. and they had to go through things as as other people did and it just so happened at some point enough weighed on them enough yeah came across their consciousness where they were like okay i yeah. think i'm getting the hang of this life thing mm-hmm. and then they end up some says they just weren't that their whole life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you just got to give time. No, I get that. You have to give time, and it's fascinating to me that all old people are not wise. No, it's fascinating that only some people get older and somehow acquire wisdom and allow these things to these teachings, whether through whatever facet, book, traveling, people, music, whatever, allow it to. 
to sink in. They but then there are others to change. But then there are others that continue to go through life and they get older and they get older and they get older. And Stay those insane. teachings do not settle in. They mm-hmm. do they do not. And they're just old fools. <laughs> yes. It's fascinating. It's, fa- it's fascinating yes. how that happens. Yeah. The the ability to allow yourself to change and change kind of with the times, but with an open mind, but still hold your values is fascinating. Um, but then if you stay set in your ways and you're like, nope, that's not right. Nope. Like, nope. Do, do you get secondhand anxiety? I've just been hearing this for some, from some people recently. They're like, oh, when I'm around so-and-so, like, I get secondhand anxiety because they're just so erratic or whatever. It makes me anxious that they're anxious, and I'm just like, uh. Sometimes. Does that ever happen? Maybe you're better with that. Maybe. Sometimes. Um, I can definitely catch when somebody is, like, uncomfortable, and they're like, well, I really shouldn't. I'm like. It does, they emit that energy of, I'm uncomfortable, I can't do this, I can't do this. I'm like, do you want to go? Okay, so it, you don't necessarily absorb Not that. always. Okay, not, not always. always. Okay. Um, I was just saying. To definitely me. caught, like, the, you seem like you're, it, it almost makes me uncomfortable. Right. And I'm like, do you want to go? Or maybe I should just. <laughs> maybe go. I should go. Yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, someone's somebody, gotta go. <laughs> somebody's gotta leave yeah. this area to allow your like you your space if mm-hmm. that's really what you need. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really get secondhand anxiety. Okay. I think I have my own. Yeah, enough you're, of you're, my you're own. enough of your own. Okay, got you, <laughs> got you. Um, uh, that's so funny. But it's like a kind of play off of wisdom and sage advice. A friend of my mom's said this, and I've had some some experiences this year to where it 100% resonates in this one phrase of things happen or people happen for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And man, if that didn't hit home for a few hard-hitting moments this year and for other people... And I've used it in different senses with friends of mine. They're like, ooh, okay, I get that. I'm like, yeah, so do I. Like, you'll find people who come in for a reason or a season, however long that may be, or a lifetime. And then you find people who may meet and match every single one of those. And it's weird how that happens. Like they came in for a reason, they stayed for a season, they became lifelong friends or lifelong partner or this situation became a lifelong thing when it was only supposed to be this big. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, supposed to. That's another one of mm-hmm. those things. Like in your mind, it was only supposed to. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. 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 So the reason I'd ask you that question is because there's, Clearly a difference of being around that guy that I was talking about in the sauna that's scaring the shit out of these two <laughs> yes. scaring, scaring the shit out of these two little yes. kids, right? He was like, an older gentleman. Dude, calm down. <laughs> and then and then if you ever are lucky enough as a human to be graced by a gracious elderly person like that yeah. just like they've they're okay in that saying. Mm-hmm. They've they've learned an okayness with life and like, listen, man. You live long enough and you allow enough to seep in, you'll understand that shit is just going to happen. Yeah. And I hope that you find 
the grace yourself to ride that wave as best you can. Yeah. Because that's just what it's going to be. And I, I hope that you find it and yeah. you don't just keep flailing around in these seas. Mm -hmm. I hope you figure, you know, I, I just hope you do. And when, if you ever even just get a glimpse of that in people, it's so calming. Mm -hmm. It's just being around those people. It's like, oh, just being around you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just being around you. Like that's, that you, don't, you don't even got to tell me things. Because mm -hmm. a lot of You're times like calmness. people just like want to tell you things. Mm -hmm. and it's, that seems to not be the energy. Yeah. Sometimes it's the people that don't, they don't care to tell you the things. Mm -hmm. It's just like, but just being around them is just a sense of being that's just calming. They've learned to sit in their own silence. Oh, and you're just like, oh man, you just yeah. seem so cool. Mm -hmm. Chill. You, you seem so cool. Nothing bother you. You wouldn't step on an ant kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. To allow. Just the way you move, just the way you walk, mm -hmm. just the way you stir that pot of stew, just right. the way, just like whatever mm -hmm. it is you're doing. Yep. You're just pouring tea. Yep. You know, it's with cup intent. of coffee, cup of tea, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, you think I'm playing around. That's again, like, I'm about to put that up somewhere. <laughs> and, and then I'm going to put your name. I'm going to put, just like I did, just like my lady did that one, I'm going to put your name after the dash. Oh, yeah, I'll give you your credit. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I love that one. Yeah, I'm going to have Samantha yeah. Sanchez, correct? There we go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have that up on one over on yeah. here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, that's why I love A Reason to Season a Lifetime. And I, I quote Liz Kurtz on that. She said it to my mom. My mom told it to me when I was kind of down on some fr a friendship and uh, turned into like a huge breakup. The only breakup I've ever been through. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, and she told me that, and I was like, man, okay. And that gave me enough to just kind of move on. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I use that phrase a lot in my day-to-day -day life and just thinking, like, all right, well, this is just a, it's a point of time. Yeah. Or or these people are, are awesome and they're going to be here for a while and, and or you hope. That's the hope. Someone asked me the other day, a much, much younger gentleman, I, mm -hmm. I'm getting the sense is asking me these things because he sees me as an old ass man. Uh, it he, might be the energy you do because your cardigan's giving off. Because <laughs> he's asking me these questions <laughs> daily now when I see him. Uh, he said, do you ever look back and have seen some sort of breakup that you had with a friend or whomever? And like you can see now with whatever lens you have, I mean, he didn't articulate it this way, but he mm -hmm. said, you know, you can look back and see the toxic role you may have played in it or that the, the maybe they meant something different when they said that thing and you took it wrong mm -hmm. or, or you could have better said this. And like you just see the wrinkles that now you'd very easily be able to iron out yeah. if you were having that conversation. But it's too late and it was it was too big to where it's. It's irrevocable now. The, the mm -hmm. damage can no longer be undone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was like, do you see that? And if you do, does it piss you off that now you see it, but then you didn't? Um, mm -hmm. And I'd love to ask you that question now, especially with this with this relationship that you've now sort of unearthed to us that that, oh, that yes. went sour. My, my breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, I don't know how you saw it then. Do you see it very differently now? And how does that make you feel? I do, which it's funny because this person and I were friends for 17 years, mm -hmm. like yeah. freshman, freshman in high school. And it 
was great in the beginning. Um, we both kind of chose each other as, as sisters. Like I never had sisters growing up or girl cousins. And so I have this one really cool friend who's like always there. And, and it turns into, you know, I choose you. I choose you. You're, you're my person. You're, yeah. Let's do, let's do this friendship and this thing called life together kind of thing. And, um, life happened. We grew. I thought I knew I grew, like I went off to college. She stayed local and did the work thing. She didn't have family. So my family became hers. Um, and this is all one-sided. I'm sure there were things that I did that weren't all that great. Um, but it became, in my mind, it became one-sided. Like, I was always the one to reach out. I was always the one. I'm always there for people. Like, I, you need me, I'll drop anything I can do. I'm, I've caught myself as a people pleaser. Trying to move away from that. A little bit for my own sanity and my own peace of mind. Um, But it was, I wasn't getting the time and energy put in as I was giving. And it really kind of hit home when big life events weren't shared. And not that we had to talk every day, which on occasion we did. Um, But big life events weren't shared. And I'm like, well, it just turned into like being social friends. I'm like, we had 17 years of like family vacations and, and you do this, I do this. And you want to match? I want to match. What are you wearing? Let's wear the same, something similar. Or where are <laughs> we going? Twinsies. Like, where are we going? We got tattoos together and I'm, um, matching. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, uh, it just turned into the amount of effort that wasn't shown that wasn't shown that kind of hit home of kind of doing everything. And then when I, I kind of knew it happened a couple of years ago, it was just like my time and energy was just run over with a car. Whereas I had things to do yet. I didn't have the wherewithal in myself to just say, Hey, I can't do this. I got to go do something else. And it kind of came back to bite me in the butt of now I'm rushing to get my stuff done when I spent hours on you that wasn't important enough. And things changed. Conversation was had. And it changed for a short amount of time. And we're all creatures of habit. We fall back into our own habits. And I knew... At that point in time, I never wanted to be treated like that. I never wanted my time to be less than anybody else's. And I would hope that I never treated anybody's time less than mine. <clears throat> I'm always punctual. I'm always, I always try to, if, if you want me there at a certain time, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm probably going to be 10 minutes early because 10 minutes early is on time. That's the regiment inside of me. Um, and it just continued to happen. And it, it, it hurt. It got to the point where I stopped telling 
telling this person where I was going to be, what I was going to do. And I knew once I made that change and I stopped texting, I stopped calling, I knew it was never going to pick back up. Like it was kind of like, all right, well, like when I, so I moved, she knew I was moving. She kind of helped me move some of my stuff out into storage before I moved down here. And, um, I moved and for as close as I thought we were, I never got a, how'd the move go? How you doing? This, that, and the other. And then it was a, a text maybe four months later saying, I hope you're living your best life. I now loathe that say, that statement mm. because it sounded so dismissive. And I'm like, I'm doing good. How are you? They became very alienated almost. And, um, we just stopped talking. It turned into whatever I was posting on social. She was looking at, but I wasn't worth a phone conversation or a text. Um, and I just got to the point where I was like, look, I chose you and life, life, big life events happened, and I wasn't a part of them. And it kind of hurt. And I know I was being petty. I probably could have reached out and said, Hey, congrats. Or, Hey, this is cool. But I also never got that back. So why was I going to put the effort in to do it? That pettiness of tit for tat. And, um, I wrote a really long letter to myself, to her, from myself to her, but never, never to be, sent. never to be sent, never to be read aloud, and um, wrote down all of these things that I had remembered and known, and things that we talked about for being lifelong friends, like. We're going to be in our wheelchairs when we're in the nursing home, pushing each other over. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to be those people, like, um, this, that, and the other. And <laughs> um, I'm going to race you down the hallway. <laughs> like, we're going to be that that friend couple. It's like, screw our significant mm-hmm. others. We're going to be in the nursing home together. Um, and, yeah, I wrote that letter of, of our hopes and our dreams that we had made when we were going through this friendship. And at the end of it, I coined it of, or ended it as I chose you, but I'm letting you go. Like I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my happiness now with my very small circle of friends who put in the same time and effort to see me and talk to me and spend time with me and vice versa. I don't have that much time. Not, not that there aren't other people who I don't talk to every day every week, every year, every couple of years, who still wouldn't be like, oh, my God, how are you doing? Let's go get coffee. It just, I knew once I made that decision, it was never going to happen. And it hurt. It was, I'm like, man, did I waste 17 years? Hmm. Did I make excuses? Did I... Did I cover this up with rose-colored glasses? Because I'm like, oh, it's just how this person is. Mm-mm. I did, but not anymore. It'll, 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 it's got to change now. I have to change. And uh, I found a really, I have a really great group of people who we may not talk every day, but if I needed them, they'd be there. Mm. Um. And when you look at this experience that you've had with this person for almost two decades, do you 
in your heart of hearts to see that as a waste of time? No, I see it as a. I see it as not not quite a lesson, um, because when I look back on those years, those were my formative years. I there isn't a family vacation or a memory I have that doesn't have this person in it, and I'll cherish that. Um, I take the last probably two years as a lesson of that's how I don't want to be treated and it's how I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard of friendship and relationships a little bit differently now of, I know I'm usually always the one or have been, I've probably dropped off on that a little bit more this past year of always calling and texting and I think that's because I'm not around my usual friends before I moved I was like hey what are you doing let's go get dinner let's go watch a movie let's go out and get a drink um and then I moved I'm like well everybody I know is older than me and either has kids or doesn't and are in bed by nine whereas I'm 32 single no kids I want to go out and do things, but I don't have the wherewithal to go and do it by myself right now. But it's definitely, a, I, a, a blessing in disguise almost, um, to where I appreciated the time I had. I'll grieve that friendship possibly the person for a while still but I won't ever want anything like it before or moving forward um, would I have done it differently yeah could I still call that person yes but it would always <clears throat> I know exactly how it would go, and it wouldn't go in my favor. Mm. Not that it needs to. Um, not that I would want it to, but I, I kind of already know the answer I would get. And I wouldn't, now I wouldn't be okay with it. That makes, I don't know if that puts me as a uncompromisable, un, like a stickler mm. for it, more or less. It's just I can't. I know I can't do that anymore. And I've already done it once. Why would I do it again? So I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the same outcome. Things might change for a little bit and then we'll go back to the way it was. And it's just a vicious cycle of, okay, here we go again. So what's the, what's the very next step, if you even have it? planned out at all or if you're thinking about it what's the very next step for samantha just in general in life what's the what's what's mm. at the forefront of your mind that like you need you want to achieve that's going to give you the next bout of grace <laughs> um definitely a job <laughs> okay yeah that's yeah that's uh, important. definitely a job definitely um, important but i think outside of Employment, I think something that's going to fulfill me. Maybe not fulfill me, but 
kind of add a bit to your cup, add a bit to my cup and maybe check a thing off my checklist that, uh, I, I, do I need it? No. Should I have it? Yes. Would be to finish my degree. Um, paying on it and paying for a piece of paper I don't have. So you can get into them politics. Mm, either that or just find a job that requires a degree, which yeah, is sad, right. yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, it's 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 unfortunate how many positions nowadays are like, oh, no, you have to have a four-year degree. Mm. Why? It was like, yeah, you, it doesn't have to be in this field. Just, no, just, just a, a degree. degree. Just a degree. And I, I think I asked a couple of people, I'm like, why is that a requirement? Well, it shows that you actually put your time and effort into finishing something. I said, okay. So I don't have that four-year degree, but I have a decade's worth of civil service in multitude of aspects, and you can't take that and my two or three certifications into account. Well. Some ways of thinking are slow to change. Oh, man. Very slow. Definitely. And I think back on that of... I wasn't so hell-bent on my path of, I'm going to go into the Army, I'm going to get a good job, and then I'm going to go federal because it's pretty much a shoe-in. And I'm going to do a federal job, and I'm going to retire after 20 years, and I'm going to go out and about and travel the world for, my, for a living, and then go out and about and travel for retirement. I wouldn't have gone to college. Because it's really not necessary. <laughs> Back on our knowledge kick. You can go to the library and pick up every single book that you learn in school. It's just you're sitting there listening to somebody who's done it for 15 years of school. Who can now teach you what they know. What they know from the books that they read that you can easily go buy yourself. It would be to go finish my school. My school finish that degree. <clears throat> maybe find a job that would allow me to do the one thing I want to do, which would be to travel. Um, but I think kind of the forefront for this next year, since I'm ending a year not quite how I wanted to, but I'm going to figure it out just to kind of go into this next year with a little more grace for myself. Um, grace in getting back into working out like I used to, and I loved it, or running and adding more medals to my wall. Mm. Um, but having grace for myself and, and knowing things are different, you're a little bit older, things can't happen right away. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And it'll come in due time kind of thing. If I'm not looking for it, it might happen. So. And possibly a boudoir another one maybe another one maybe yeah but definitely uh yeah just taking this next year with grace i'm gonna be 33 i'm gonna really kind of dive in and fine-tune what i enjoy i think this this last year was uh was an experiment for sure and was was eye-opening and i'm like i'm at last kind of thing. It's definitely of, an experiment. You're sitting here on a podcast. And that too. <laughs> in a stranger's home. That too. Just <laughs> spilling my guts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think this year is going to be like fine-tuning 
and and figuring out what I love. Like I keep looking at all of your paintings and I've just like October got back into being creative and doing paintings and calligraphy and sketching and things like that. And I love to read. So I have a whole artistic side that I'm like in all of all your stuff up here. Cause I think art's beautiful. And, um, yeah. Well, it's beautiful. I, uh, it can't express to you, you know, how thankful I am that you came over and did this. And thank you very, very much for coming here. This has been very, very fun. And, uh, I would love to do this again. I'd love to see you in the future. Absolutely. And see how all of this goes. We could do it next year. Yeah, I wanna yeah, I wanna we have to have the continuation yes. of the story and see My how things saga. go for you. Yeah, for sure. This is season season one's ending. Season two is about to start. Absolutely. So yeah. No, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So to sit down and have a, a genuine, not scripted conversation with somebody which is what you really think of on a podcast. Like, I'm going to ask you a series of questions geared towards this. No, let's just, let's talk. And I love it. So I I appreciate this. This is great. Well, thank you very much. And thank you to everyone that decided to listen to this. (laughs) I appreciate you and I love you all. Thank you. Thank you very much.